need that sport, sports encyclopedia. We were at Steve Kim. Got Trent in the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this? Ground like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that it's man, I'm ready to In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Nick gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta have that story. You gotta be marketing. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed the ass around. We want the game to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed the ass around. We want the game to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Derek? Man, God, I hate this dang phone line, man. I'm sorry, Jay. I spent all this dang money on this phone line, and the, the signal was horrible. I don't get it. Guess what? All right. Appreciate you. We got a new deal with Mint Mobile. I just saved your whole life in phone drama. Mint Mobile is now a new proud sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. Stop Big playing. Smitty. Your problem's been solved. We got a partnership with Mint Mobile? You talking about Ryan Reynolds' Mint Mobile? Stop playing right now. Hold on. Let me Google this real quick. You can try mintmobile.com slash CoachJB and get three months free when you use the promo code CoachJB. Hey, man, I did did a quick Google search real quick to make sure you wasn't playing around. They got plans as low as $15? They got plans for $30.00. Unlimited everything, speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, unlimited talk, text, mobile hotspots. You can talk in Mexico, talk in Canada, and they're built on the nation's largest 5G network. Are you kidding me, JP? Hey, and everyone wants to know how hard it is to switch to your service. Big Wireless wants to think it's hard. They want you to think it's hard, Big Smitty, but switching a minute is super easy. Thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone. From the comfort of your own home, Mint Mobile does it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. That's why the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty is proud new sponsor using promo code Coach JB. TryMintMobile.com. This is where it's at. We got it, Big Smitty. And hold on, JB. I just read this. this is last but not least. Last but not least, man. Hey, y'all, don't be duped by Big Wireless right now. I'm telling you, right now. Mint Mobile is, is through January 1st. You will receive an additional three months free, 90 days, three months free if you purchase a three-month plan using our link below. So, hey, I, I'm switching over to Mint Mobile right now, JB. I'm done with this company I'm working with. They they crazy. The, the, the line, it, it, it never works. The signal is out, and it costs too much money. I'm going over to Mint Mobile, JB, and y'all should do the same. <laughs> Big Smitty, I'm calling you right now. 
JB, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, clear as day. I hear you clear. The new promo code, Coach JB, right here, three months free. Mint Mobile, try mintmobile.com slash Coach JB and get you there free. Three months off, family deals, all deals, short, fast, skinny, and tall. Mint does it all. Proud new sponsor. Much love. We'll see you later. Peace. Ho, ho, ho. I do it for the hoes. What up, what up, what up? Coach JB on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. We got a hell of a show today. It is fully loaded. T. Rich Thursday, Trent Richardson, Big Matt McChesney, Steve Kim, Big Smitty. We got a fully loaded lineup. We're going to break down a lot of things. Prime's recruiting class, the number one player flip on him. We're going to find this out here in a few. But I do do it for the host because it is Christmas time. What do you guys think? Why is this show crazy? <laughs> I mean, why is this shirt so wild? It is, it's ho, ho, ho. Happy ho day. Uh, don't get it twisted. A lot of you motherfuckers in here is hoes. <laughs> and it ain't female-based. Let's break this down. We got a lot going on. Uh, I'm going to run through the rundown real quick before we get in. Uh, Big Smitty in here, have a little debate. Start to show up. Get you the quarter of the day. All that and some more. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. We do it all on the realest show on planet Earth. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not one. CoachABStore.com. Go get you some merch. Especially the Chiefs Queendom t-shirts are going like hotcakes. A lot of shout out to everybody that's buying those shirts across the country. We even had Kat from Australia. Uh, let's get into it. Jalen Hurts is on the thumbnail. He Is he hurting the chances uh, for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl? We're going to break that down today. Mariah Mills, former porn star or current porn star, I'm not sure what she is, is still going hard in the paint at Zion Williamson. We're going to break that down. Uh, Mike McDaniel's coaching video from Hard Knocks that has gone viral on social media. We're going to break him down. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, it might be an interesting take on that one. Stat of the day we're going to have today, Arch Manning uh, basically is making more money than Brock Purdy. Uh, right now, it's just crazy on what's going on at the college football level. We're going to break that down. Speaking of Zion Williamson, Charles Barkley and Shaq has given him a few words of advice. And even after that, Zion didn't change anything, and he is cooked, in my opinion. I think Shaq and Barkley think so as well. Uh, wasted talent, that is the number one question I'm going to ask Smitty. Tyreek Hill has had his third kid from his third baby mama this year. We're going to dive into that and ask... Uh, does off-the-field antics affect MVP votes? We're going to break that down. Jets activate Aaron Rodgers, but he won't play this season. Why activate him then? We're going to break that down and dive into it. Um, Florida State ponders leaving the ACC after the snub of the college football playoff. Um, we're going to get into that. Georgia lost players to Kentucky. They're losing players to Kentucky. What is really going on in college football? That is... Uh, mind-boggling to me arthur blank says we shall see how the season plays out before committing to arthur smith fedex owner's son as our football coach we're going to break that down as well g league player chance comanche and his girlfriend were arrested after being accused of killing a woman in vegas and dumping her body in the desert he just admitted to the murder saying they used an hdmi cable cord to kill her uh, unbelievable. We're going to break that down. The Pistons rioting after the 23rd loss in a row the other day outside the arena. Uh, Detroit, Monte Williams probably going to be fired as early as Christmas Day. DJ Khaled's son 
was the student of the month at his school. We're going to break that down for a guy that has all the money in the world, all the fame in the world, still in the front row at his son's um, school of the month award. Is, uh, kudos to him. We're going to break that down. A week before C.J. Stroud officially suffered a concussion against the Jets, he may have suffered one versus the Broncos. And minimum, he should be out for at least showing signs of ataxia, which is obviously a neuro uh, disorientation from having a concussion. He showed that two weeks prior, and they did not keep him out. We're going to break that down. We got some white people, some black people shit. We got our top five Christmas foods, top five Christmas movies. We got some hell yeah, hell nah. And before I uh, we get any further, let's get our main man, Big Smitty, in the show. Keep him little just like that because he's little. <laughs> he like this. Uh, I, I kind of like it like that. I look real good in that small box, you know what I'm saying? I do it for the hoes, Big Smitty. That shit hurt my ears. God damn, give me a headache. Hey, you be, hey, you can handle it. You coach JB. You Jason oh, Brown. Who the fuck you wear? What are, what are you? Uh, Christmas pimp? I'm just clean, man. You know, sometimes on Christmas, you got to dress up. You know, red is the main color. You got your red on. You know what I'm saying? Pyro, Pyro. Ain't no shirt on, man. I got my chest open, man. Ain't no shirt on right now, man. It's Christmas Day. Your boy clean. You know what I'm saying? To get dressed up, put on something for the haters. You know what I'm saying? That's how we doing it. That's how I'm coming today. You feel me? (laughs) Yeah. Don't hate, JB. You can't do this thing. You can't have your chest out like your boy Big Smitty. You can't do it like I do it. Like a goddamn Mississippi pimp. Hey man, have my money on time. <laughs> What's going on, chat? How y'all doing, chat? Tyler Riddle, Riddell. I got Marcus Russo. I got TFB. I got Ghost. I got Ryan, Coach Davis, Daniel. Who's that? Daniel Caps Keenan. That's a tough Daniel Caps Keenan. Isaiah Place. Hey man, we live, baby. We live, baby. I'm, I'm lit. <laughs> we we got. Listen, y'all. We didn't get no Mint Mobile yesterday. None of y'all switched over. We still need 989 people to switch over by January 1st or else we won't have a studio. <laughs> We're going to be doing this for 10 more years if y'all don't switch over to Mint Mobile. This is on y'all. <laughs> um, let's get to the quote of the day. This show is brought to you by AQMS. Make sure you guys follow AQMS. If you need affordable quality moving and storage, you need a furniture move, house, couch, side chick, whatever you need move. AQMS, 888-233-3110. And tell them Coach JV sent you. That's my direct line, 888-233-3110. It's also brought to you by betonline.ag. So make sure you head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And we're going to get you started with the quote of the day brought to you by betonline.ag. Big Smitty, nothing lasts forever. You have to be ready to grow and grow fast. Damn. Um, nothing Nothing lasts forever? You better grow fast. You better grow and grow fast because shit, life swallow you up and never remember oh, you again. <laughs> so nothing lasts forever. So like me and my wife won't last forever. Me, me and your friendship won't last forever. No. This show won't last forever. Um, getting money won't last forever. Like nothing will last forever. Nothing. God, that's kind of you know depressing. What last forever. Life being born and death, be dying. That's what lasts forever. And taxes, right? Eh, maybe not. Maybe we, got, maybe we have a revolt and we won't pay taxes. Time know. out, JB. Hold on. Time out, JB, before you keep going. Trucker Trev, happy holidays and keep the change, you filthy animals. That's what I'm talking about. Home alone, baby. 
Shout out to Trucker Trev, man. And man. I'm taking half of that this time, JB. <laughs> No, nah, look, look. When you put me full screen and you make your wide, you can see everything. You see my shelves real good. My, my shit real. No, I got the shelves. I, I got Kobe on I got Kobe on the shelf, RP the Mamba. I got the JB show uh a mug and the in the cup. I got the I got the ball state defensive player of the game award. The Warren Central helmet. Like when you go wide on your boy, the mug look crazy. Don't hate on your boy. Yeah, yeah. But then the motherfucker might go out and he loses full service. <laughs> I didn't lose service, y'all. I moved, I moved my mic and the thing. I we look clean, but boy, you know what we give a cat, we try to give a cat a chance, and then the motherfucker just go out. His whole his whole Boost Mobile account hadn't been transferred over. His, his Boost Mobile hadn't transferred over to Mint Mobile yet, and then the shit just went out. Nah, the mic sound went out, baby, because I moved that mic. I ain't, you know what I mean? I might, I might switch to that wireless like you, JB. Yeah, I got, I gave you like a five hundred dollars set, but I guess you did it. You got better shit. I need your uh, booty. <laughs> we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna dive into uh, contrary to belief. Brought to you by Prize Picks. Head on over to Prize Picks and uh, bam, Bingo says his name. Oh, reality exists in the human mind, Big Smitty. And nowhere else. Reality is not optional. Mm, reality is not optional. optional. Contrary to belief. And it exists in the human mind nowhere else. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Reality only exists right here. And you tell yourself what's real and what's fake. And that's why we have a lot of cats living in this false-ass sense of reality. <laughs> uh, contrary to belief, one harsh truth of life is that sometimes the people we love the most will hurt us the most. Contrary mm. mm, mm, mm. to belief. That's real. That's real. It's real. Um, poll question. I got an interesting one because we're going to break into uh, a couple of the topics. And one of them is the Tyreek Hill having three baby mamas in one year. Um, poll question. Does the off-the-field court antics, so either NBA court, NFL field, Baseball field, does the off the field or court antics cost players MVP consideration? Smitty, you know what it is. You know the truth. Like I do. We look at. We don't want to say it. We don't say half the shit out there in the world. The real world. The, the real world people won't tell you what they really do, but we know how they do things. We know that certain people, because you have a either a former issue. Uh, you're blackball. You have a strike uh, from what you did at 18 years old. You're blackball when it comes to an interview process. You're not going to get the job over the guy that has a clean slate. Let's just be honest. But they won't tell you that. They'll tell you on a piece of paper that you're not. You're you're open. You you can be hired. Blah blah blah. Check the box. But it's in theory, it's not. You know they're lying. They're not going to hire you. And that is unfortunate, but the truth, all in one. Um, you can't tell me that 
Tyreek Hill, who's, you know, even admitted to hitting his, one of his uh, girls, been caught on other occasions, and now has his third baby this year from third different baby mama. Uh, do you think Man. voters are looking at that and use that over actually what he's done on the field and missing that last game to keep him out of MVP consideration? Uh you know, Kobe had the issue in Denver. Yeah, just thinking about that. You can't that. fucking sit here and tell me that Steve Nash was better that year in the MVP race, and Kobe absolutely annihilated Steve Nash every time they played, and even mer- furthermore in the playoffs, just to prove a point. Steve Nash was back to back MVP, if I if I recall, over Two times. Yeah, over Kobe, which is like stupid. Um, we've seen MVPs get snubbed, and then so. I guess that's my question to you. I guess that's the question to the chat. Do you think off-field antics are, you know, shout out to Hector. Yeah, coffee on me, man. I appreciate you, Heck. Gene, Merry Christmas, my brother. Hey, y'all coming in strong on a Thursday. Y'all must have got paid. Like, y'all must have got that Christmas bonus, didn't y'all? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Got that Christmas bonus. Uh, appreciate y'all. But no, JB, to answer your question, I, I absolutely agree. We've seen it before. Your Kobe example was the perfect one. That, that's the first thing that came to my mind. You know, when these bit these leagues are big business, and they have to pick and choose who they want to have be the face of their organization, the face of their league. And they're always going to go with the guy who they feel like is, is the is the clean guy, the safe pick. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if if they have the op- the option between one guy who they deem as a bad guy or just not moving properly. Versus another guy who's, you know, the button up. They're going to, nine times out of 10, they're going to go with the guy who's button up. So, uh, I do think the off the field, off the court, antics or whatever plays a role. Um, it shouldn't, in my opinion, but it does. Shout out to Lucy, man. Uh, Merry Christmas, JB and Smith. Thanks for keeping us entertained all year. We got you, Lucy. Thank you for checking in and tuning in and being a part of this show every single day. Sick. No matter if you're cold, no matter if it's raining or snowing, I know Lucy going to be in the chat. And Hector, thanks for the gluten-free bagel. I'm trying to get my health on. So I appreciate that extra $4.99, man. Keep it coming, y'all. It's going to be a good Christmas. I might be able to give me one gift this year, uh, JB, from all these presents we getting. You coming over Christmas Eve or not? I'm coming over Christmas Eve, JB. Yes, it's guaranteed to solidify. I'm telling the chat right now. Sunday, I will be at JB's house. You bring a wifey? She got to work. So if you don't want me to come, I won't. No, no, no. I'm just debating on my my crowd. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's see. She really do have to work. It sucks. So she she works Christmas Eve and Christmas. Really? It, really? Wow. Hey, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Are we F- even trying here? FA is loaded. FA is. Lo- That's all I'm gonna say. FA is loaded. <laughs> FA can buy buy the studio right now. Right now, you can buy the studio. Like how they should pound the like right now. Pound the like right now. Like, like no, no, right now though. Yeah, pound the like. It's not hard. Right now, we should have five hundred likes. Right now, like, pound like. Boom. It's so quick, JB. That, that, that's what throws me off. Like all you gotta do is like do this. We press one button, and it's a like. But nobody does it. Nobody does it. But now nah, my my wife, you know, she's the nurse, y'all. So she has to work certain holidays. So she wanted to spend New Year's with me this year. She kind of had to pick. It was like either you work New Year's, you off Christmas, or you work Christmas, you off New Year's. So she decided to work Christmas Eve and Christmas. 
I'll see her like Christmas morning before she goes to sleep. So I'll, I'll spend a little bit of time with her. But you know, we'll we'll bring in the new year together. So that'll be cool. That'll be cool this year. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, JB uh, like fuck, JB like fuck all that. I ain't trying to hear no relationship type. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a lot to break down in here. We got a lot to break down. We got a lot going on today on the show. Uh, Hector dropping just bombs on us. Damn, Hector. Another gluten-free, zero-sugar spiked seltzer on me. Well, you know, Hector, I also like the Starbucks brownies, too. I I'm, I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying that Starbucks got really good brownies. You ask them to put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. They take it out. It's slightly melted. Oh, it's so damn good. My mouth watering right now, so. Just letting you know, Hector, I do like the brownies. I'm going to tell you right now, the best thing Starbucks has, not even close. What's the best thing in Starbucks right now? The best thing on the whole menu right now. Tell me. It's probably the, um, so I I kind of combine my shit. I get the mocha, um, mocha mixed with caramel frappe, or frappe, is it frappe? Frappuccino. It's like a half and half mocha, it has like chocolate chips, caramel syrup, chocolate syrup, mix it together. Fucking phenomenal. Amazing. Shout out to uh, DHP and uh, Clay D. Um, My people, man. Y'all showing love. I'm about to fucking cry on the show today, man. God, the best thing at Starbucks is the lemon loaf. Oh, the, the little half? The little the little slice? That is top five. I'm oh, not going to lie. Wait for five seconds. Man, it's so damn good. I, I can't lie about that. that. It's good. You take that with a... Uh, White chocolate mocha hot. Ooh, hot. Ooh. Yeah, we don't drink cold coffee here. You drink cold coffee? I do both. I do both. No, 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 no. Have you tried the cold though? Before you started having a little pissy fit. Have you tried a cold caramel frappe? Oh, that sounds so pause. <laughs> Cause it's cold? Oh right. <laughs> no, so hey. We're right, pause. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta come up with a pause list. Like what, uh, pause. what's pause? First of all, we're not gonna have a pause list because I don't pause. <laughs> you just did, so, so it's too late. You, it's you, like you, I'm, you when I'm, in, I'm three streets oak, three peas up, I'm out. I don't pause. <laughs> hey, once uh, you pause, you can't go back. So you you just pause. So now you're part of the pause crew, the pause gang. You will now move really forward. Be, listen, I've been hearing you and Weddle and shit like at, midstream, just but da 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 pause, da 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 pause. What the fuck? What are we pausing, homie? Most I, time when I do it, you ignore it. So I, I be thinking you don't never hear it. So I, I just kind of throw it in there. I, real, it. Real I, when I, I listen. To, I see clips go on social media. I'm like, they said pause six times. <laughs> uh, it is T. Rich Thursday. Trent Richardson. We got a lot. I forgot. Of it now. is Thursday. We're going to talk about uh, Alabama. Shout to Jared. Shout I like your hair, Jared. Yeah, shout out, Jared. Shout out. Uh, but the thumbnails, Big Smitty has Jalen Hurts on it. And this Chris, we are not, we're we're off tomorrow. We'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday once again. And then we'll be off Friday again and Monday for New Year's. So um, we're off Friday and Monday, two weeks in a row. And then we're, we're on Tuesday through Thursday for two weeks in a row. So we'll have a lot of clips out there from this accurate stuff, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, Jerry Port said his mother got a – I can't say. Damn, I was going to say the word, but pause. He, has a, he has a pause smoking jacket on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody out here. Uh, Thanks, right. man. I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Thanks for the $5.99, brother. 
Hey, shout out to Wooski. The Wooski? Oh, that's real specific. Hold on. Like I said, twenty three oh six. That's his last. Like you know what I mean? Like like he he gave us exactly what he nah, had. There's, there's something to that. There's a meaning to that. That's some crazy shit. He's either like Illuminati or he's it's some shit that we may not want to accept that one. You know what? He a LeBron fucking fan. Pull it back up real quick, Bailey. Some motherfuckers a LeBron fan. He got twenty three and he got six. What what have been LeBron's two jersey numbers throughout his fucking career? He's, He's trolling us right, right now. Here, Goat James. <gasps> I didn't even see the Goat James. I swear to, hey, I swear to God, right-handed, God know I love that right hand to God. When I looked at the at the, the number, I did not see Goat James on there. I just saw the 23 and the 6. I swear to God. That's crazy. That's crazy. I knew I'm so hey, I'm a smart motherfucker, JB. I'm a, I'm a bad, I'm a bad motherfucker on this show, JB, for real. I ain't gonna lie to you. Golly. Mm, mm, mm. Connor said, give all this to Smitty. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Shout out to you, Connor Seahawk. You know what? Because we we Seahawk and tired of JB robbing me. And now I got the Smitty I got the Smitty Army in the chat now. The chat's like 60-40, JB. It used to be 100% your way. Hey, they gave me a bad rap because, you know, the, the, the upside-down Coke bottle that was a co-host for about a couple months, she claimed I never paid her, and then we had a contract and all this shit. I'm like, damn. It's crazy, what? yeah. See that was so. There's a. They already have a. I already have a reputation. I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know you and you and you know what I mean. Was had that little upside down. Had, had that little beef. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I, she was out. She on Twitter. Agree to pay me. Really? Show me. I, I, I forgot what upside down even even looked like. I know. I know you're talking about though. That's crazy. She, she looked. It's upside down Coke bottle. Imagine that. Yeah, that's a bad look. That's a bad big, Master Wu. Big fake titty, no ass, flat, right. you know what I mean? It's upside down Coke bottle. But if you're sitting down on a show like this and all you see is the upper half, it's probably cool little visual. Probably cool little That's a that's the big toe that's pointed up like that. Uh, crazy. But nah, I do got a Smitty army though. So if you ever try to play me, JB, it's gonna be some problems. They will pull up. They will pull up. Hey man, if you part of the Smitty Army, put Smitty in the chat right now. Just, just drop the word Smitty if you rocking with me. Watch, I'm trying to tell you, JB, the the tide is switching right now. I'm just I'm trying to let you know the tide yeah, is switching. So. I mean, you know, we're in the cancel culture era. You know what I mean? We gotta, you know, it's racist show. Um, Kobe Bean, there you go, Ghost Kobe Bean. Look, 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 JB, you saw you the motherfucker, Smitty, Smith. Smitty, I, of course, Ron. Look, look, of course, Ron ain't gonna say Coach JB. Ron hates me. He he'll die for JB. But Ron, Ron, will, Ron will shoot you out in the, in the open. I know you will. I know. But the, the problem like, is, like, like with a like like with a fucking like a deer, like one of those deer scopes. What's them? What's them old guns? Like the first gun ever they used to use in war. What's that shit called? The first gun. You know, come on, you a history guy, JB. The what? first. A, a mullet? What's it called? A, 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 a fucking sorry, the M. Fuck, I can't think of the name, but that's the. I oh, have a, a mullet. A, a, a mullet of fucking. You know what I'm talking about? Musket, <laughs> homie. A musket. <laughs> a musket. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Trying to kill me with a musket. I can see that happening. God <laughs> ah, damn. Uh, I said a mullet. <laughs> how we take Ron off the thing? I don't know, Bailey. All right, um, director. All right, so let's get to it. The 
Jalen Hurts is on the cover of this uh, thumbnail. And it says, I think he hears the chances uh, the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Let's break it down. There's a lot going on with this Eagles team. I think they're the team no one's talking about in Pennsylvania, and we should be talking about them over the other team in Pennsylvania. So I'm trying to figure out why Jalen Hurts is going to hurt them. Um, Bailey, I know I sent you a clip. I don't know if you can find it anytime soon. I emailed him a clip of Jalen Hurts and uh, on this show of me breaking him down um, before. And I said on this show that he's going to struggle. I also said their D-line was going to struggle, but what do I know? I know Bailey's going to make a vertical clip of it, but Bailey, I don't know if you can show the Jalen Hurts uh, video. If not, don't worry about it. Um, he said two minutes, it'll be in. Bailey, be on it. Yeah. Uh, you make no excuses. I said before, though, Jalen Hurts just, I think, I told you they're going to have a book on him. Uh, even though we've had this a whole debate. Well, this is his fifth year, his fourth year. How is it his second year? And I had to break that down, remember? I had to break down what his resume really is. Um, I told you that this is going to be an issue. Even though I've liked his progression, I've liked how he's uh, progressed uh, as far as how his uh, mechanics have changed and et cetera. I wish Lamar would do the same and get get better mechanically in the offseason. Um, See, Lamar has hit a threshold where he's not going to ever be able to break his bad habits because he's too old in the game. He can't do it now because it takes a complete offseason and maybe even more to change a throwing delivery from three-quarter to over the top and then be accurate with your feet, uh, your off arm, all these things. It's, it's You can't just, hey, man, today change this shit to this, and next week we're good to go. It doesn't work that way. Um takes a whole year almost. It's almost like a year off you need. Yeah. But we know off seasons are short and it's just hard to break bad mechanics as a quarterback. So, but Jalen's gotten better because he, he he didn't have as many mechanical issues as Lamar. Lamar had a lot, he has a lot of if you watch his feet, his back foot, instead mm -hmm. of dragging, it ends up being in front of his throwing foot, his point foot, his lead foot. And I'm like, damn, how does that work? <laughs> But you see why he's so inaccurate at times. And then you see it helps him sometimes. Um, so, you know, we're going to Clay D again. Shout out to Clay Damn, D. Damn, Clay got the Christmas. I'll send a stack when Smitty can quit hating on Bama. Hey, I love Alabama. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm actually going Where to Alabama, Alabama. Jackie, aren't you? This is Alabama. This is Crimson. Roll Tide. I'm going for Bama right now to beat Michigan and win it all. I don't know what you're talking about. We ain't made our picks yet. But that was going to be my – that's what I was going to pick. Alabama, roll tide. Nick Saban's the greatest coach of all fucking time. I would never vote against Saban, a Saban-led Bama team ever in my life, Clay. Roll tide. Let's do it right now. Roll tide in the chat, baby. You get a tattoo right now for a roll tide, a tattoo for $1,000? I swear, yep. I get a roll tide tattoo. Like even a small, a small one somewhere, like – If he sent 1000 in, <laughs> it ain't too much I won't do for 1000 Pause, obviously. Pause now. No, don't see y'all always see. See, don't be on that weird though. And shout out to Showtime Shoot. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holiday, fell. Now, JB, how much of this 1999 are you gonna send to me? Uh for Christmas, I'll send you 999. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. For Christmas. All right. So Jalen Hurts, is he the issue? Is he gonna cost them a Super Bowl? They went there. They went there. Right. Um, I don't think he's an issue, Jay. I mean, okay, let me, let me rewind. I think he's a part of the issue, but I think it's bigger than him. 
And I think you you were one of the first people who talked about it like off the bat. There's some tension going on in the locker room between him, AJ Brown, even Nick Sirianni. We saw that clip of Jalen Hurts doing that drill at practice, and he shakes his head like, "Why the hell am I doing this? I'm a I'm a vet. I went to the Super Bowl last year. You got me dropping to the ground trying to protect the football. Like, I that, like that's who I am." You got your clip right here, JB, that you're looking for? No, but but this is what you have to do in quarterback play one-on-one. The underneath coverage guy has sank. Here is the open guy wide open in his face on the crossing route. If you watch right here, yep. you see the crossing route guy. He's the guy you check that ball down to. It's man coverage. So what happens when you throw this ball, he ends up being a runner right behind the receiver out here running a fade ball because the corner's back is turned. We used to be taught if the corner's back is turned, look for the crosser that is adjacent to the coverage. So the crosser crosses my face. I'm hitting him because it's man, and the corner we know has turned his back. So right. when the corner turns his back, why wouldn't you throw? It's like running a toss sweep to the back right now in the backfield. He is now just going straight to pay dirt. He's following right. the receiver running off his route in man. And guess what? This linebacker who's 10 yards away is chasing him. Yeah. These are concepts and things that Sirianni probably rolls over in his in, at sleep at night because this is something not only that you helps you win the game, it also gets you first downs, completion percentage. It makes you move to first and 10 calls that are a lot easier than third and long calls. It makes you have second and short calls compared to having second and long calls. These things change the game. This is what makes quarterbacks great. And I see more often than not coach quarterbacks taking the box score throw. We call it a box score throw. That means we want to light the scoreboard up. We want to score all the time. Sometimes you can't take the box score throw. You need to take that. And it's called taking what the defense gives you. Take what they give you. Look at that. He's running. And that's, John, that's uh, what's his name from Alabama Smith. He's running behind him. He may score. Right. You don't know. You don't know what he he could score for all we know. So too many small detailed mistakes by a quarterback that a lot of people think is really, really top five MVP, blah, blah, blah. He's really not. And he's costing his team a Super Bowl opportunity. Jeremy, let me ask you a question from a quarterback perspective, because I, 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 gen I genuinely don't fully know. So when you guys have a play call, right, obviously you have like like your – you know your your first option, your first read of, of who you, of who you plan on potentially going to, um, but I guess if your first read isn't open, is it solely basically on the quarterback to just scan the field and just figure out who's the next best option, or are you guys kind of pre already like I guess taught by the coach? Hey, if 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 the if AJ Brown's not open, your next you know look for Devontae. Devon, like, is there like an order that your coach to already look at, or is it just kind of completely on? The quarterback to know. Every play is being coached up and installed with the progression involved. Installed. So you got you got let's just say a basic fade and out or a fade with a crosser or a fade with a five yard out or a ten yard out. Yeah. Safety indicators. There we got two on the roof. We got one on the roof. Okay. All right. Now we know where we're going. Right. Then we look at the corners placement. Are we in man or zone? Is it cover two of the quarters? What are we looking at? Then we look to the adjuster. We call the adjuster, which is usually the alley backer or the flat defender. So let me break it down, Smitty, since we're, uh, we're going to talk about it. Let's I like see. it like that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's see. 
Now that right there, that was our that was our race draft, wasn't it? Baby, can you move in? Zoom in on me. Let's see. Yeah, that's the race draft right here. <laughs> if y'all missed that episode, make sure y'all go back and watch y'all. That race draft was crazy. It got it got a little racist on here. Turn that like button, y'all. Let's just say, Big Smitty, we got we got a basic concept of fade outcut. All right, here's the quarterback in here. Here's the back. We got two by two, and let's just say here's the alley. Okay, we'll put up the whole line for you real quick. So we got a sandbacker and a two high look here. All right, mm -hmm. we got a, a whip, free safety corner. So that's our that's just basic coverage. All right, so we got two high on the roof. One, two. All right, our read key becomes this guy. Is he going to be a squatter or a beller? We have to know that. And that his placement, his feet, his eyes, et cetera, will tell us that. And it'll indicate, okay, is he a flat player based on his depth and alignment? Or is he a fourth player, a quarters dropper, or a man turn and man cover guy? Then our indicator is here. So we go to the flat defender. When it's one high, there's no more, there's no more. When it's one high, there's no more guessing, all right? We know there's our read key. One high. He yeah, can't yeah. squat no more. He's a beller. He is a quarter dropper or a flat player, and he has to take one or the other. He's the hole dropper that way. He's probably the flat player here. He's the third player there. So one high, I know where I'm going. Taking that right now. And if he wants to start peeking and being nosy, we're going to make you pay. So, and we can do things with the back also from the opposite side to really put him in conflict. So there's a lot of things you can do, but this is the reading. This is telling us where we're going with the football pre-snap unless they get fancy and do some disco dice, roll coverage, uh, do bad. different things. So Jalen Hurts, I don't think, understands that uh, as well as a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, but having said that, and that play we just saw, it, it's real simple. It's a real, it's a real easy indicator to where's that play at. Now I appreciate yeah. that breakdown, JB. Like I said, I love just learning, you know, and there's certain things at the quarterback position that, you know, just quite frankly, I, I wasn't in those film room. I'm I'm here working folks on the defense and the D-line. So I just love learning and understanding, you know, what you guys are. See are what 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 is it? See right here. So there's number 30 or 20 right here. Yeah. He's on the hash. The, the corner is backpelling. We know what he's in. So our indicator, our read key should be the alley player, but they're running a double crossing route. Basically, this is old school double drag. We call it pickle. So we got a crosser and a crosser. So the, the read key is this, this flat defender who would be Bobby Wagner on the other side who's coming in this right. case. So He's blitzing. It's you replace the blitzer right now. Throw it to Smith right now on the opposite crosser. And yeah, we're gonna fix. We're gonna have to fix the breakdown on the board. We'll get. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. You know how we fix it, Jesse? Get a fucking studio. <laughs> That's what, how we fix the breakdown video board. We'll have it on the big TV. We'll be able to. Yeah, JB got a ninety. I don't know if y'all. He got a ninety-inch screen TV that you can draw on. We just. We just again. We gotta get in that studio. We gotta go to Memo. We go Memo. We gotta do Now I love it, man. JB, I, I think part of that too, and I could be reaching, but the fact of the matter is, we know AJ Brown is the 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 lead receiver there. Even though Smitty Devontae Smith is a bad boy, 
AJ Brown is the lead guy. We, we've seen tension on the sidelines multiple times this season. So I, part of me also believes that Jalen Hurts was just like trying to make him happy. And I think sometimes when you get to the point as a quarterback where you're focused on making your receiver happy and not just making the best reads, that's when it can start to cause issues. You know what I'm saying? Uh, take a listen. Take a listen to us in August. Three, I'm coming in with the Eagles. Um, mm, damn. Okay. Three with the Eagles. Uh, I believe they lost pieces that nobody really wants to break down that they lost, in my opinion, that are irreplaceable guys. Um, I think Jalen Hurts takes a step back this year because of people having him on film for a year with a new re rejuvenated uh, passing attack with his platform and his mechanics, which got a lot better. I believe now people will understand what he does and what he doesn't do. And I think that, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Their, their roster's still really loaded. Um, that was in August. What do I know? I'm Nostradamus around here. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know what else else to call me. Jeb, JB Damas, Jabba Damas, Jabba Damas. Yeah, I don't know. You've uh, been right about a lot of stuff. You've been wrong about a handful, but you've been more right than wrong. I gotta give it to you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. So that's um, what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm just telling Matt. Um, hey, who? Hey, 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 yo, hey, yo. Is this? Who is this? Who is this, JB? Because I, I know Ren, R-Y-N, been in the chat for, like, the whole time in here. But is this, is this a, you know what I'm saying? Like, like who is, like, this a man or a woman? Who is this? I'm take that off because I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's pause. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to have to sit back. Keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. I keep going. Keep going. Threw me off right there, boy. Do Yeah, there you go. I do it for the hoes. <laughs> Hey, are, are, are you tricking this Christmas? Are you are you giving out like gifts and presents to you? Tricking? <laughs> That's what they call. It. Like, are you are you gonna be buying, spending money on on your? See, uh, see, some shit just can't be crossed. Like, you can't cross my line with trick. Tricking is a. That's a ooh. That's a no 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 no. I'm tricking, tricking. I don't know what the, who. What do they call tricking now? Who's they? Number one. I've heard a few people that I've been around use the term just on some like spending money on on you know what I mean on your associates on your friends whatever your you young your, cat boy you guys got it all fucked up you say tricking to the wrong cat boy you be scrubbing yeah <laughs> um, you gonna bang on me baby that's crazy I thought I thought we were cool you know what I mean you know you know you know you know where my heart is at you know tricking. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I'm not tripping on that. It's hard <laughs> tricking, though. That's, ooh, tricking. That's like, you really, like, you, you paying for it? You, you, you like, man, I ain't never tricked. We yeah. all pay for it, technically. We all tricked in real life, to be honest. But we I all know. pay for it. But, like, yeah, but that's Taco Bell, you know. We, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I'm a fuck. You bought, you bought somebody's steak? Come on, go. Steak out, potato. Yeah, you 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 ate watch a dog you clean the house. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's tricking and shit. Tricking for one thing. Tricking's for one thing. Tricking, right, right. If you giving other shit and doing a lot of things, and to me, that's a paying homage. That's just okay. That's what the, a real person should do. All right, all right. We got too many cats with this 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 narrative out here that 
that the girls should be paying. It's, it's fucked up. We could dive into that for a whole life. Speaking of that, we're going to get back to Jalen Hurts later, but speaking of that, this porn star, Mariah Mills, oh, she back at it. She's so trash. Back at it. Zion Williamson, since you want to send your publicist to talk shit about me every other freaking week, how about you get on a treadmill, speed three, level 12, and maybe you'll lose some weight and go on it for like an hour or two. Second, how about you stop drinking sodas? Three, how about you practice doing three-pointers? Everybody's tired of seeing you do dunks all freaking day. Learn another move. It's getting boring and tired. You're tired and boring, just like how you were in bed. This is all clout. She's just reading what she sees on Twitter. She has somebody giving her a little scripts who actually watches basketball. She don't even know what basketball is. That's a black girl with hella makeup, hella surgery. She's not like a white girl. Hella weak. That's because she just in the industry. She just a little. She's trying to talk talk with her talk with her little voice. You know what I'm saying? Her little porn star voice. Man, I saw she, her. I, I I looked her up when the first shit happened. I never yeah. heard of her. So when I when the whole thing happened with Zion back in the whatever the summer, yeah, I looked her up. And I'm be honest, like. That fake shit, dog, is horrific. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've seen some of her previous work, some of her older work, and um, her work. So it was like she working on what was she doing? She um, she's a, a, a an assistant to men. She assists men on just like various various things, and I've seen her work before. She had a few little okay pieces of work back in the day, but I feel like she just looks she looks like what she never looked good in my opinion, but she looks way worse now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what she been. I don't know if it's the makeup, the surgery. To me, I don't know. Everybody, everybody they own cup of tea. She looks like a fake ass, like a uh, Tyra Banks. She got that big five head. She got to have some Asian in her, right? I think she has Asian in her or some sort. Korean, uh, some yeah. She got in her. Uh, I've heard. I'm looking at. Her. She's from the Valley, which is the porn capital of the world. I don't know if she's from there. That she just put that passport mm. and shit is where the porn industry is is at. Um, she need a warm rag though. Just wash, wash your face off. Then, then let me look at you. I, I like, I, I'm cool with makeup. Like makeup can be used as a slight enhancement. It's almost like ketchup for your fries. But the fries shouldn't just need ketchup. The fries should be good on their own and salty and hot and crispy. But when you need to fucking use the whole bottle of ketchup, that means you're trying to hide the fries. Smash or pass though. Smash. <laughs> That's how brothers be too. A brother say, "Oh, this and that, man. She ain't that cute. She ain't that. that. She ain't that." I said, "I hit though." <laughs> That's how it is. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, I, I still hit. And plus, you. I mean, you know, she a free. You know, she nasty. It's probably gonna be cool. It's probably gonna be solid. I mean, she. You know what I'm saying? Like. She's a professional fucker. Excuse my French. Like she like this is her job. Like me and you, we go here. We work. Practice we work is this permanent. You said what? Practice is permanent. Practice is permanent, and she's had a ton of practice. All different shapes, sizes, colors, situations, scenarios, uh, partners. Like she didn't did it all. New socks and draw. She she didn't been in close games. She she didn't won uh, all field goals. She didn't did everything. What's Keith Smith talking about? 
Keith, man, you full of, you so fucking, you have no idea, young uh, young buck. That boy Keith like this with it. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> Keith has no idea. I wouldn't even give that girl, Mariah, whatever her name is, a squirt of piss. But we'll figure it out. We'll get to it. Uh, all right, let's dive into the, here, bottom line is, she mentioned something in that show, in that video, though. She said that Zion keeps sending her his publicist at her. Mm. Look, we'll get to Zion in a minute. Um, Mike McDaniel, there's a coaching video out there that shows another side from Hard Knocks, that shows another side of him. I don't know if you saw this, Big Smitty. Mm -hmm. I was actually very, very happy. I'm happy that there is a side of this guy that... Who's in this fucking room and what we're going to make of it? You with me? So we're going to hit this and like... If it's brutal, fuck yeah, bring that shit, okay? Because we're trying to do something today that other people won't. Let's mm. just look at it straight in the eyes. It's pretty simple. We lost the game up for 15 different reasons. And I have my hand fully in that shit, okay? Trash plan on my part against their zero. There's better shit than having to throw a fadeaway jumper, okay? Now, I've got a quarterback trying to overcompensate for me. I never see Tua miss any throws. I never have to coach him on throws, but the opportunities we had, whoa, shit. And that's what's happening a lot is overcompensating for your teammates. An elite player trying to take the game in his hands. A heavy turn to try to fucking pick this dude off. Which I appreciate the intent, but let's learn from this shit, understand that we can trust each other. That was probably the quarterback's best play. That was when Herbert threw the ball in the hole. So he's talking to the entire team right here, addressing the whole team. He's talking about offensive clips and defensive clips that obviously the assistants have clipped for the meeting. Uh He's Look, calling them out. He's calling out his star. He's calling out Tua. I think that was Ramsey on that play. Like, if you call out your stars, then you could call anybody. Well, he didn't call them out, but he – I've seen call out. I mean, he, he didn't do it to the, to the JB level, but that's Mike McDaniel's no, way of calling them out. He doesn't do it to Belichick level, Rex Ryan level. He ain't doing it to a lot of people level. Well, Rex Ryan is JB's level. Y'all the same level. Yeah, I mean – I just, love that Rex on this show, by the way. I don't know if y'all friends or not. I would love that Rex on this show one day. Just let y'all just talk. I sit back and yeah, listen. I get Rex on. I talked to Rex a few times. I, um, I, here's the thing. I like I like that Mike McDaniel's a lot more than the one we see. Maybe he's a chameleon. Maybe he's a chameleon like I am. People don't people judge me all the time. His delivery still is what it is to me. But I, I he's wear he's he's wearing on me a little bit. He's wearing on me. But this is the new generation. You either adapt or die. This is the new coach. I mean, it is what it is. It wouldn't be me. But it is what it is. This is the new, you know, you adapt or die. You learn how to do it. Uh, the, the, you know, you, you learn, you learn how to, you know, manipulate the room. You know how to read the room. I've always been able to read the room. I've always been able to manipulate the room in a good way, not in a deceiving, shady way, but in a way to get everybody on the same boat, go in the same direction. I think he's doing that. Um, I didn't even know Hard Knocks was still going. On. I didn't know there was another Hard Knocks. Yeah, they started, I think, last year where they do like a, a in season, like a smaller hard knocks. So they, they do the regular camp version, 
Then they pick another team for the NT. I think last year it, it was my Colts, actually. And they do it that way. So it's kind of cool, though. I haven't watched. I didn't even know. I haven't watched one episode. I haven't watched it either. But it, uh, I heard it's pretty good, though. But I like I like that Mike McDaniels right there. I like that Mike McDaniels. Um, I, I think we often judge uh, coaches and players and everybody based upon just the little pieces that we see on the internet or on in articles. It's the little moments of, of coaches talking to the press, which we know is all like BS. Like most most of the time, players and coaches aren't going to give you the real. Because they're coached up by their PR team or whatever to keep things a certain way, make things sound PC. The real is what you see right there in the locker room when it's just the team for the most part in the team rooms. Like that's what you—that's the real, you know, uh, uh, definition of who you are. So I, I think you know it, it doesn't do coaches justice um, for us to be judging them based upon these moments. But that's what we're gonna do. We, we a talk show, media, everybody. That's all we all we can do is judge based upon what we see. So it's what it is. I fuck with Michael Dan. He's a he's a brother. If y'all didn't know that, young coach, great mind, and uh, no, he's not. He's my offensive coordinator on, on my uh, brother. And brother team. He don't even claim y'all. If you, if you go to the racist draft and it was Dave Chappelle style, they went up there. The delegation would not even claim you. I think they would. I think they would. Y'all, if, if you and Tank and some OG brothers come on there, you would not pick him in the delegation as a brother. For current coaches right now, yes, we gotta pick him. For current coach, he's a great office of mine. Y'all, y'all got Shanahan. We need Mike Bedell. No, not about we, what you need. You wouldn't pick him as a brother if it was just straight racial draft. But he's not, he's not white. Brother, though. he don't he's fall in this category. He's he's super not white though. He actually looks, I would say, masculine. But he brother though. I, I hear he's you, but like. He lit like like listen. I have a RIP to my uncle Red. RIP. My, my uncle Red is a light skin. My mom's light skin. You haven't met my mom. My, my mom, my my uncles, come my aunties. They're light skin because my grandfather was light skin. There's a rumor we don't know that his, his actual father was a white man, but we never asked my my great grandma. We never, so we don't know. He was raised by a stepfather who was a black man, so we don't know. But he's light skin as hell, so we you know. You, you think he think he's, you think he says the word? Who my who Mike McDaniel? For sure, he's a brother. Oh hell no! Listen, my point of bringing all that shit up. I have cousins who are Mike. I have cousins who are very close to Mike McDaniel's skin tone. Is all I'm trying to say. I have. I, don't, a, I, don't, I know that. I I got homies. I I'm not. I did. So if you though. black, you black. That ain't a brother though. What is he then? If he ain't a brother, what is he? Mexican. Stat of the day. Let's get to Arch Manning's stat of the day. We got to bring this up because this is this is crippling college football. I'm just going to be t- straight up tell you. Arch Manning, not only on his recruiting visit at Texas, got over three $400,000 spent on him, but we suspended Harbaugh for a hamburger. <laughs> anyway, Arch Manning made $3.2 million this year as a backup who took, I want to say, 10 snaps. Um... Brock Purdy made 870k this year. So, I'm supposed to feel bad about that. Brock about to get paid after this year. He about to make all that money back. He about to get a fucking everything just went over your head on that, huh? I I know why you saying. I just don't care though. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna like. Listen, if y'all want to pay me because of my name, my last name, fuck what I'm doing on the field. I can't control what a brand a brand's intent. They're paying Arch Manning because his last name is Manning. And he's on Texas, and he has a huge following, and he might 
be a starter and he might end up being good. They're so potential. Ramifications though from this right here that's going to trickle up and we're paying dues before they even ever ever drive the car. They don't even have the keys. They just here, here you go. You don't think that's an issue. You don't think a scrub ass is getting paid in this whole process. We saw the number one JUCO player. I think Ole Miss signed him. He committed to Ole Miss yesterday. Mm. He rolled up in a Lambo. Did you see the video? From JUCO. Damn, I didn't see that video. Hey, Bailey, if you can find it, Ole Miss, it's, it's probably all over Twitter. Ole Miss is number one recruit, number one JUCO player in the country. Went to Ole Miss. He signed him yesterday. He rolled up in a Lambo. Like, and I know Lane don't like this shit either. Like, this is this is just becoming a, a mockery. It's like, it's like, come on, man, what are we doing? It, it's really, it's really, uh, it's really disheartening because the smaller cats in this thing are now thinking they deserve big bags of money. The, the two-star guy now thinks he is a Lamborghini driving five-star. Like, this is what we have become, dog. Like, come on, bruh. Like, how, Smitty? How fake does that shit look? Like, you know damn well you didn't drive that motherfucker. Hey, why he trying to act like he called like calm and cool when he got the car? Like he not happy in the land. You know, motherfucker didn't know how to drive that goddamn land. Hey, I want to hear nothing. Imagine being that as a JUCO player coming out of JUCO, you getting a Lambo. Hold on. Hold on, T Rich ain't gotta imagine that because T Rich had one of them. T Rich, T Rich pulled up in that fucking pie Hummer. Don't <laughs> you ain't got saying on T Rich. I'm saying that for you. Don't man, think that's up. my thing. We've been doing this with these players. We just can no. be open about it now. T Rich, don't respond. Hey, T Rich says, "Finny, don't even start." He was said it before you even started. Cause he knew I'm like, cause that's why he's smiling like that. Man, I pulled up in a damn Durango, got repoed when I got back. <laughs> Dodge Durango. That was the shit. The Durangos were hot for a minute. Man, listen. Had to put rims on it, beat, tinted window. Cats by Durangos was hard. Had the 12s in the back. I know what you was doing, T Rich and Bama. Rolling. Listen. T Rich South, Florida boy. That, that's 15, though. Yeah, 15. Listen, listen. I pulled up. I pulled up in that Durango and I went home one weekend. And I came up by my brother. I was playing NCAA. Dynasty mode, mm -hmm. you know. I will, you know, I'm on their ass, and I'm on the game now. Shit, I'm playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> My brother at Lafayette, but I'm, you know, we all back home, whatever. We come out of our older brother house, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, damn, where my car? At? I know I parked right here. My car ain't outside. I'm like, oh man, I gotta call my mom. I drop, huh? See for the flip out. I called my mom. She said, uh, where you at? I said, uh, I'm in my brother's, I'm, in, I'm at your son's house. She said, who? Dante house? Oh, yeah, baby. They've been looking for that car for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she should have told you. So you, could, you, could, you could hide that mug in the garage. I, I didn't been there. I didn't been there. And, well, no, we know where to hide. We have, we have, we have some apartments. You know, oh, time. Like, so it's like, damn. Like, I didn't even know. So. I'm like, how do I get back home? I don't know how she did it. She got me an Espo. She got me an expedition. It lasts about a month or so. Then it broke down on the side of the road, and we had to get something else for <laughs> We had to go get us a little Maxima hey, or something. Ford, man. I don't mess with Fords. I can't do Fords. Man, listen. T-Rich, I don't know if you saw uh, JB. just got a brand new clean whip with the top open. He drive down the highway and posted videos. He I'm had trying to see what it was. What, what was that? 
clean. Oh, okay. And I am, Jamie. It's a little, it's a little five hundred horsepower to the rear BMW six fifty i twin turbo. You know what I'm saying? Um, JB look like DJ Khaled in that thing. I seen him out there. We the best. Who? <laughs> Hey, JB looked like he was committing to Bama on that ball. He bought up. Hey, hell yeah. I was like, shit. Uh, it'd be hard. If, uh, see if Bailey could find it. Um, T Rich, what do you think about Arch Manning getting this this money, man? $3.2 million in NIL. He took about 11 snaps all year long. Um, is that setting up the cats that are coming down the line that are two-star kids who now think they all deserve this bag? And what is that doing to college football? I don't know how you can sustain it. When there's, when there's a dude, I don't think this guy's ever going to be a, a big household name at quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to be the guy. And he may make $10 million before he even ends playing college football. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to find out what it does to the – I just think it's giving kids false hope at, at a one and two stars who are now deciding to sit out. This is a new thing, Smitty. I don't know if you know this. High school kids, because of the COVID year, still they're still living in the COVID year as far as qualifications, so they don't have to take the SAT, ACT right now. High school kids that don't get offered by the school they want, let's just say this three-star wants Alabama only. He didn't get Bama. Motherfucker will sit out a whole year and not go Juco, not go Juco and get and play and get better and stay relevant. He'll sit out and then enter the portal and try to get re-recruited. And he's never been because he was offered, kid. Let's say he, offered, he was offered by Akron and Toledo. Yeah. He'll leave, he won't he won't play nowhere. He'll sit out a year and enter the portal after the portal's back open after he's out of high school. This is so happening. Right. That's this so is a new so thing. Right. It's a new thing, dog. I'll tell you right now. Why would a coach now uh, offer you a bigger offer a year later, and you missed the whole year? If so, if you wasn't a, if you wasn't a four star coming out when you just got done playing, how did you improve your game from a year of not playing football? You don't get better by not playing. That makes no sense. Hey, Smitty. Hey, hey, T. Rich. What do you guys think? This. <laughs> I want the top off. That's what I want. You know, I'm from the South, man. You know, we, we pull them tops out with them old schools. Sitting sideways. Hey, it was kind of cold. I had a window up. <laughs> a lot of people shit. Yeah, yeah. That shit kind of hard. I ain't going to hold you. Listen, you're going to ride them with that with that top off. We can't get that thing tinted, then. You can't get it tinted. Mm -hmm. ain't no See, that's tenant. the thing. That's the thing. That's why I was like, I don't know if I can tint that. Yeah, you can't tint that. You gotta hey, you hey, that hey, 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 Latrell, what, what you what, what you so nosy about? Oh, Latrell, call, call me call me on the side, Latrell. I call me on the side. Latrell was a former running back of mine. Come on, man, you know the game. He, what are you six nine, motherfucker, the rapper? Oh shit, Hey, uh, Master Splinter. Hey, where you at, T. Rich, with this, uh, with this porn star, uh, Mariah Mills or whatever her name is, calling out uh, Zion again? And where you at with Zion right now, with with Charles Barkley and Shaq calling his ass out and saying, "Hey, man, you go from thirty-five, and then the next day you get ten because your ass so goddamn out of shape." And then Shaq said after he called him out, and then you know Zion was like, "Well, if he's if he's being positive, I'm down," and all this. But then Shaq said again the other night, was like, man, I looked at him in the eye. 
he don't want it. Because I, I would be so pissed off at a Shaquille O'Neal calling me out that I'd come dominate the next night. This motherfucker show up, have nine point three rebounds, and Shaq was like, "Ah, oh, this he he a waste of talent." You see a waste of talent in this cat? Is he done? I, uh, man, you know what, man? I like the kid, you know, within itself. But I, I just think, bro, the culture, man, it, it's so soft. And I'm not, you know, not saying that the kid is soft, but I think the way of his, him thinking, like, I used to say this shit all the time. When Bama didn't, you know, they wasn't winning, when they went in the playoffs for the last couple of years. When did the media matter? Like inside the building, like when was that all, in, any time of impact, bro? Like, if if, if, if anything, like, what, yeah, where's the fuel? Like, where's the fuel? So this is what happens, man. You know, people start getting paid this big, this big money. People start getting people around him that he shouldn't have around him, and he start looking at his own stats. I've been there before. I, I've been there before, bro. When I started doing that, everything started decreasing. And so when you're talking about this kid, man, this young, this young man is just like, bro, like, hey, be you, bro. Like, like, fuck with damn what everybody else said. Like, them guys done had they role, they done played their game. They just want you to be great. They believe me. Like, like Shaq said, bro, I wouldn't have said nothing to you if I didn't believe you. I ain't standing because I like you. I can give a damn about who you is, because if you ain't showing me nothing on film. Then who are you on, on 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 film? Who are you on film? Just another big guy, just another guy to sit there and say, uh, you know, I, I made it to the NBA. Trust me, I've been there, bro. But what you don't want to have when you got all this potential at a young age, you don't want to throw that away because you're stuck in your head about something. Because I, I'm, and I'm only talking about this because I've been there, bro, and I didn't know the professional side of it until the end of it. Like, I didn't get the, okay, I'm just a chick. Okay, let me come in here and just do my job. Let me stop trying to take care of everybody else. Let me do my, what I do in this building. When they say faith, family, football, that means faith. Whatever faith you got in them. <laughs> football, family is in that building, period. Mm. And it's, the family is really between maybe your room and the gym and the head guy in charge. Mm. And that's why a lot of people don't want to go to the NFL for as coaches because they can't run the show like they want to. JB, you know this. Nick Saban know this. Hell, Nick going through it a little bit right now, but he still can make his own moves because he's still at a collegiate level. But, like, bro, like, people people got to understand, man, like, you got to have something to fuel you, bro. Like, man, I had a teacher tell me, bro, I was in the seventh grade, I, and, it was, and it was my fault, right? I fell asleep in the class. She hit on my desk. Woke me up. Just like that, right? I said, uh, she said, what you going to do when you get over? I said, shoot, I'm going to be on TV. Said, hmm, I love to see that. I said, watch me. And I'm telling this story at a church back at home. And I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a signing. And this teacher say, I'm, I'm sitting there telling the crowd. I mean, it had to be like 500, 600 people. And this is the time when I was you know, doing the Heisman runs and fit to go to war shows and stuff. And it had to be about 500 people in this church. And I hear this lady laugh in the back of the room. Mm. And so afterwards, I signed all these autographs afterwards. And the last person came up to me was her. She said, you wouldn't be talking about me, would you? And then I stood up and hugged her neck. And I hugged her neck because I'm like, you're, you're the reason I'm here. You pushed me to be here. 
Like you, you was my motivation. Like I've always wanted to make you sit there and say, be proud because I knew what you was doing. That at the same time, I wanted to prove you wrong or let you know that, hey, I am him. Mm. Mm. But like, bro, he, when are we going to have that fuel, bro? Like, I, I just don't get it. And I think today's society, bro, like we're, we're, we're wreaking our kids, our athletes, our workers, our families uh, are weakening the culture of success and, and excellence. You know what I'm saying? When are you going to be elite? Like, you can't be elite until you step out that damn box, bro. Period. Yeah, I agree. Um, Beautifully said right there, man. Now I'm with you. I, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I've been a Zion fan, but he is making me nervous, man. I'm not going to lie. He's making me nervous that he's going to end up being just an average role player because he won't listen to to the OGs, to the vets like like a Shaq, you know, to the even the, the some of the media who's just calling it for what it is, you know. I just think this guy has the potential to be like the best player in the world, the best player in, in the NBA. I think I really believe he has that potential because when he's really focused and locked in and he's bringing it, I mean, the guy's damn near unstoppable because of his size, his strength, his explosion. I just think that for whether it's him not being in shape, that's that's where we're all going to go to. But I'm kind of with Trent. I don't know if it's like I think part of it could be him being out of shape, but part of it is like the mindset more than anything. Let me you know ask you this. You think if he was with Spolstra and Pat Riley regime in Miami, would he be this out of shape? He would have no choice to be in shape. Like that, that's how they operate. He has zero choice. That's my that's my <laughs> point. That's my question. I'm I'm there's certain organizations that I think these coaches, especially like in Memphis. Yeah, allow it. Yeah. I don't know if Ja even does some of the things he did if he had Spolstra or Ham mm. or somebody that's kind of more my hard nose, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to say. It's a, it's all about, I think, some direction and buy-in to it. I don't know if certain guys respect certain guys. And it's hard. Talking to Tank the other day off the record, it's hard to it is hard to do to do this now in the NFL and the NBA and in, in, as a coach because they, they only hire guys that are – sometimes they hire the weak coach. Yeah. Because he can't manage a guy that makes uh, – $30 million a year when he only makes $2 million. And the owner and the manager or the head coach as an assistant coach, the head coach only hires weak assistant coaches because he knows, man, you ain't going to tell Lamar Jackson shit. He ain't going to mm-hmm. So let's just hire a guy that's just over here on the side or a guy that doesn't challenge him because he can't be challenged mentally because he knows he'll crumble because he's already got the bag. I just had to talk about this with some major coaches the other day, and I was blown away. I was like, God damn, because I got a good friend that coaches Lamar. I got a good friend that's in Tennessee and, and with the Titans that coaches, and they're like, dog, it's, it's really true. It, it, it really is. Because you, I always wonder, like, why the fuck are you hiring an old-ass, white, fat, tight-end coach who's never played or coached quarterbacks ever? And this motherfucker is coaching, you know, certain guys in the NFL. It's been happening that way for a long time. And then coach was telling me, shit, they hired those guys because uh, who are you going to hire? You're going to hire Steve Young to come out there and rip his ass and get after his ass? You're going to hire John Gruden? That kid will be gone. We won't even get him back for his second contract. I'm like, mm. God damn, is that political, man? But it is. Trent, you know, shit, it is. Um, unfortunately, that's what it is. But hey, Trent, moving on, I got to ask you Tyreek Kill had his third kid from his third baby mama uh, this year. Does the question I have for you is 
do off the field antics because I know we know he's admitted to choking a girl and, and 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 hitting a girl. All this different shit. He's got a bad issue from college. Do off the field antics hurt you in MVP voting? In your opinion, when it comes down to the voters who make these decisions, NBA, baseball, guys that have had issues. Uh, do you think that the voters look at it, even though they won't say it? They'll, they'll never admit it. They always say, oh, it doesn't have nothing to do with them on the field. You know damn well it does when it comes down to it. It's like hiring a brother. Me and Smitty were talking about a guy with an ex-felony that he got at 18 years old that's on his record versus a guy that is clean as a whistle. Even though the papers say, we can't hire you, they're not hiring you. And I think that the off-the-field shit is costing some of these cats I guess Hall of Fame status when it comes down to it. Because an MVP helps you get towards that Hall of Fame jacket a little bit more. So does this hurt Tyreek's having shit like this, blemishes like this? Of course, man. You you look at guys like oh, prime example, Michael Vick. Mm. One of the most talented players that ever played the game in the NFL. And at the time when he went to jail for some day. He wasn't even involved in at the time. Like, bro, he like, do every day in the hood, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And, and that's something that you see every day in the hood. Like, that's something that he known growing up. But when you you see a guy like that, bro, like it was making a hundred million. Mm. Like he go down for something that, you know, what ha- happened with his family. And he get two years for that. It, it was never the same after that. Like, and and, and that's why I give Andy Reid so much credit. Because Andy Reid still got that man another hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I told you. That's crazy. You, you look at guys like him. You look at guys like T.O. I mean, the talented T.O. was he was never in the MVP run because of off the field stuff. But even beyond, he, but even beyond, yeah, I'm glad you brought T.O. up. Like the Hall of Fame, he should he, he's first ballot. Why why the hell he, he ends up being the third ballot Hall of Fame? He's one of three. All time receivers of all time, in my opinion, him, Randy, and Jerry. I don't think there's even like too much of a conversation, really. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? It's like because of yeah, because and, and Tio never even got in trouble. That's the thing about it. We always say off the field with him. Yeah. It was really more so just he he just was a showman and he would say stuff in interviews. He would do sit ups like he would do a lot of the stuff that the media just didn't like. So they would use that to try to you know tarnish his name. But he never got he he never even got in actual trouble if you look it up. But and again, what's crazy what's the media pays a pretty rich, that's what happens. Yeah, and what's crazy is now they love that type of shit, right? They yeah. love that stuff. They love all the extra, the because they know that shit sells. Like yep. T.O., like the NFL owed T.O. Like the media owed T.O. Like the money he done made these folks and what these kids, that's just like AI. Hmm. Like, bro, like the NBA owed AI. Like, for real. You look at all these kids, like, look at LeBron, you look at People with tattoos now and all like that's all showmanship. Like that's all they're doing, bro. Like they're expressing themselves. And like you telling me that I can't express myself. Like Ja wouldn't win MVP. Why won't Ja win, win MVP? This man got in trouble for having a gun, and it wasn't even what it, it, well, he had two guns, but it. it I, I mean, it two different times, three different. He got like three things with the kid pistol whip. Then he had the other issue. He had the he had the the red dots on the security. All, he got all kinds of shit. Yeah, he had all yeah. types. Of, but that last one was like he he wasn't even doing them. But over the he, top. Yeah. But it, it was over the top for the NBA. So like, oh, they got to give him time. They got to give him. They got to take from his money. They got to take optics. Optics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, it, it's it's crazy, bro. But 
Tyreek won't win MVP because of the off the field issues. That's just like when when you're talking about uh, just talk about today's society. Chris Brown, Chris Brown ain't even got number one Grammy because mm. all that shit happened when he was what 16, 17 years old with Rihanna. Like mm. that man, it's 20. crazy. I think it was eighteen, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but look at Rihanna; she's she's a billionaire now. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's no way that we can win as men. And and not to speak bad on women, but it, it's a lose lose situation. And, and and women, to be real with y'all self, bro, like if you got a child and you got a son, like this is what your son is gonna have to face. Like yeah. I know a lot of females be like, oh, he just been no, bro. I'm telling this because I have a, a fe I got female daughters, I got, I got daughters, and I got and I got sons. And this is the stuff that we're gonna have to deal with, and the stuff that I gotta teach them at an early age. Like, hey, bro, like you can't do certain stuff because of who you are and, and and it's worse now because my son's number one athlete in the nation and he's already been looked at bro like and it's crazy that these folks are on him at this age bro and i'm trying to keep my son a kid as long as i can but long as there's nil shit going along hey, i'm trying to switch age groups with my son and my daughters right now <laughs> <laughs> hey you know the cool part is i'm a realist like I, i'm a, i've raised pit bulls my whole life I, and i'll mm -hmm. never let um, touch them, hurt them, nothing that guy. I, I, I'm, I'm against it. I grew up in Compton where we used to, we used to fight them. We used to cockfight, big money, cockfights. Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. That's what, that's what we learned. Yeah, from. I mean, we got, we had a ring in Compton. There was a ring in the hood and in, in the alley, man. And in the, the cockfight ring, the pit bull fight ring. That is something that we saw. I look back at it now, like God, it was, it was disgusting that you grow up. But when you're young and, and you're embedded in that nature and that in that in that environment, that's what it is. Yeah. And Vic was raised in it, but I I'm a real one. And why 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 nothing happen to these folks? Five thousand greyhounds are put down every year after they race them. See, I broke this down because I've done a whole show on this Michael Vic dogfighting thing versus the shit that no one wants to bring up. They will race a greyhound, which is the most watched dog races in the world. And they will go kill them right after the race, and they bury them under the track. They bury them under the track. Like, greyhounds are killed every single day. I ain't never heard nobody advocate for a motherfucking greyhound or put a dude in jail for a greyhound death. So, like, I'm like, keep it real. We got to have, have it the same all, the, all across the board. So, I don't know. It's just different to me. JB, you know who that's catered to. Like, I, know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, staying, staying with the horses. Yeah, horses. With the, horses. <laughs> like it, it, it's just a lot out there, bro. That 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 you know, as athletes, we get painted in a, in a bad light, and, and and I'm not even trying to paint it as a white and black thing, but as uh, athletes, yeah. as the guys that's out there actually playing the game, being a part of it, like we get tarnished in a way that, like, we can't regain our name back, like. Like the whole stuff with even with 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 uh who was it uh Rube Ruben Foster with the girl and all this other stuff like bro like that man right now they 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 I think somebody just signed him but and, and I love this man bro this is like my little bro but the situation with that female got him where he at right now and she come back and say that oh he really didn't do that and that's messed up like bro that man whole name bro like like it's yeah. messed up. But like it, going back to the animal situation, bro, it's like, it, come on, man. Like we eat animals every day. 
if y'all gonna sit up here and say it's bad when y'all went <laughs> y'all crazy. But bring it, bring it full circle though, back to because that cause we, we all over the place now. But like, f- bring it back full circle. Hey, like, hey, I do hey, think it, 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 it affects the MVP though. Like, I do think it, it yeah. and it, it affects MVP. It affects Hall of Fame. It affects fucking whatever. If, as an athlete, you only got to be like flawless. Anything you do outside of what they deem as you know the, the being the right, doing the right thing, or being the face of the league. They will use against you, and you will be punished. Whether it's, whether it's in Pro Bowls or All Pros, they will find a way to make sure you're not at the the height of heights because of you know a mistake or whatever they deem as a mistake outside of the field. You know what I'm saying, or something you know that they don't like. So, yeah. Um, Free choice. Right, right. <laughs> hey, Rich, that there's a team maybe pondering coming on over to the SEC a little sooner than later. Uh, Florida State is pissed off; they got snubbed. But at what? First of all, two point question, two part question. At one point, when is enough enough crying? When are you now? People are getting tired of the crying because that's all they keep doing. They're gonna they're gonna sue the college football playoff. All this shit's going on now. As of yesterday, they're trying to maybe possibly move into the SEC. Uh, can't beat them, join them scenario. Um, where are you at with them pondering moving uh, from the ACC to the SEC uh, now and trying to get in there with Texas, Oklahoma, and, and these other new additions? I really feel like they should have been trying to do that. Like between them and Miami growing up, like they should like they should have been trying to do that, right? And, and and you look at teams like that, bro. Like like if y'all say y'all want to be in the Power Five or y'all say y'all want to be in the toughest conference and y'all can be like, like I think people don't realize, like when we're talking about the SEC, it ain't about okay, you're going to win one game, and you know you 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 having a great season. No, we're talking about doing that shit every week, bro. Like every week, week after week, week after week, and I'm talking about that's that's a lot of tough sledding, like. And then when you when you don't get to success or you get put in a place like what's it one, one of our worst teams right now, bro? Like I think well we got five. Four teams in the top twenty, right now. Like that's why people be like, "Well, we had a down year at the SEC, but still, bro, like we're beating on ourselves, though." Like that, that's that's that that kind of be the the weighted scale on that, right? But I think that they should, they should have been trying to do that. But all this, you know, they trying to protest and all this other shit. Like, bro, come on, man. Like, it's not a problem when Alabama's not in it, not in the playoffs, bro. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like. Now is a problem that they're in it. Like, if you're gonna be mad at anybody, like be mad at them, Washington. Be mad, be mad at yourself because y'all didn't pull up a good game in this ACC championship game. Period. Uh, uh be mad at Michigan because they didn't put up a big game. Like, come on, bro. Like, we beat the number one team in the land, man. Like, y'all, y'all said it was the best, but they had the record and all this other shit. We whooped their ass. And I really think Nick took the damn the, the pedal off the damn the the the, the foot off the off pedal, the pedal for real, because she, he really want two SEC teams in there, and and Kirby is like his son. I really think Nick took the the the, the damn foot off the pedal for real. Mm. Big Matt, Big Matt Mitchell is in the house. Uh, zero to sixty pod. Make sure you follow Matt. Good morning, Matt. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you are walking into the discussion. We're talking about Florida State bitching and moaning about not getting in the playoffs, now wanting to get out of the ACC into the SEC. Can't beat them, join them scenario mindset. 
you heard you heard Trent right there on that. Uh, you and I agree. I think Pac-12 this year, I would argue with Trent that we beat up on each other as well in a similar fashion. Um, Washington beating Oregon twice in the top 10, I think solidified them putting them in the, in the in this deal as I thought they maybe could have even jumped Michigan at the end of the year after the performance versus Iowa. But they wanted that Michigan Alabama because they want they want Harbaugh out of there, in my opinion. NCAA does. Um, where you at, Matt, with that argument? Um, I am a huge proprietor of figuring it out on the field. I hate the committee. I hate. I don't like people sitting in a room, depending, you know, or or like sitting around and picking who plays. I think it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I, if I'm Florida State, you know, I work with a couple of guys that that are at Florida State. I, I, yeah, I, I think they got absolutely and totally jobbed. I mean, the, the, the problem with this whole thing is I thought, or I think, and that's the entire point. Like, well, I think that Alabama is going to kill them. Well, that isn't that the whole point of playing the fucking game. So like if Georgia can, if Georgia's in a, in a situation where they can lose once and it's supposed to mean something, then why doesn't Alabama's one loss to Texas mean anything? Like, if if Alabama's beats Georgia and their one loss keeps them out, why doesn't Texas beating Alabama keep them out on their one loss when Florida State doesn't have a blemish? And they, regardless of the quarterback situation, because that argument is played out, and that's the only argument people have. Like they solidified it by putting Texas ahead of Alabama, in my opinion. I get it, but Texas should be in. Alabama should be watching. The SEC shouldn't be in this year, and I know that's crazy. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that Alabama wouldn't beat Florida State. They probably will. But I'm a huge do it on the field guy, and Florida State was undefeated. Uh, They played the schedule they played, which wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't great because of the situation they're in in the ACC. And we've been talking about, in the, in the, I'd say two years ago, bro, like maybe may, maybe 18 months. Like I remember distinctly on this show talking about Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and Virginia all leaving the ACC as fast as humanly possible to get into the SEC because that's the move. Like the ACC is fucked. They're going to be gone here pretty soon, and those teams are going to have to scramble to find homes. And honestly, I mean – why wouldn't you want to be in that conference? That's the best conference in football. It's just getting better with Texas and Oklahoma. With 12 teams moving forward, we won't have this stupid-ass problem anymore. No one gives a shit about the 13th team. Um, but uh, this year's bad, man. And, it, and look, I, I I played on a team that got fucked out of playing for the national title. And it got we got fucked by a computer. And we did everything on the field that you could do. And we even tried to honor America and we still got fucked. And the communists to the east didn't and they got in. So when when the when the computer or the voters or the committee fucks you, that's it's it's just different. It's it tastes dirty to me. I honestly I wouldn't it wouldn't matter if it was Alabama or Auburn or Tennessee or LSU if the situation is the issue, not the school. I, I to T Rich point too, besides Clemson though. Um, winning a couple, the ACC, the SEC, pretty much is going to. They've been the representative, no, and I think they look at history over anything else. And well, the bottom line is, why didn't Georgia get in then? If they're looking, yeah, at you're not leaving an SEC champ out. That you, well, you and I do that. But okay, so but if we're going to sit here and all argue about the top four teams, why isn't Washington out then? 
Why isn't what? They're undefeated. Why isn't Washington out and Georgia's in? Because Georgia's a better team than Washington. If you put Washington and Georgia on a neutral site, Georgia would be a 10-point favorite. And don't tell me I'm wrong. That's a fact. I, I agree with you on that. Well, I, I, I thought agree. Georgia should have been in as well. If we're going to sit here and, and that, and I think all of us are agreeing on in agreement on this, I don't want Washington out. I work with a bunch of guys there too. I'm biased. I like, I love the fact that they're undefeated. They played their schedule and got in. Awesome. But the committee says it's the best four. And the best four teams in the country, in my opinion, are Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. So, why isn't Georgia in over Washington? There, Washington's undefeated. If we're talking about just well, that's that contradicts your point of Texas beating Alabama and Alabama no, yeah, beating Georgia. But way, but that's the way I want it to be, JB. I, I want it to be that way. That's not the way it is. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That's, that's I, exactly what I, I, I said. I want Jordan Seaton to sign his motherfucking letter of intent, but it ain't the way it is. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. You're I, right. I, hey, T Ridge, I know you're beckoning at the beat to talk, but I want to. I want to know this, like. I'm on the other end of it. Even though one of my best friends in the business is coaching Texas, I thought Texas should have been out. Oh, I thought Georgia should have been in. Because I think it does matter when you play. And I think it does matter. And I think you and I both know this as coaches. I know Smitty's on the, we fought week one and then you knocked hey, me out. Ain't no way. If I beat your ass, there's and no they, way in hell you're in and I'm out. Texas, if, if Texas out, Bama out. They're together. They sink. Texas is like this. We've had this argument 20,000 times. I'm going to stand on that hill. I know you are. And here's the thing. like, You played, though. Matt and I and Trent all played this game. All four of us played. played, Casual fans. We played the game. You fucking can't sit here and tell me that you you didn't get better at Ball State week one to week fucking ten. If you didn't, then you're a shitty-ass team. So teams get better, bruh. Come on, man. I understand Texas that. lost later than Alabama. They lost they had, to Oklahoma. Quinn, they Quinn Ewers was hurt. Hold on, bro. They lost to Oklahoma, who lost to Kansas with a backup quarterback, who lost to Oklahoma State, who lost to Texas Tech. Okay, and when you do that, remember this. Alabama won. No, no. Bama lost to Texas, who lost to Oklahoma, who lost to Texas. So you can do it the same fucking way with both teams. <laughs> you literally can. What do you, what do you think you can? I'm doing it right now. And, see, and, and to argue with JB, right? To, to be on JB side, like people got to realize too. We had, but bro, like we had two touchdowns called back in the game. Like, like damn. And y'all had- also threw up a fucking amazing pass. I get it, Jalen. The best pass he's ever thrown in his entire fucking life to beat Auburn in the last game of the season. And we still had two. We still had two innocent. We still had two touchdowns called back in that game. But, but stop gentlemen, getting penalties and shit. I don't know what I'm about to say. Be disciplined. <laughs> this is my issue with the entire process, though. We're not talking about outcome. We're talking about what ifs and what like, is, yeah. and that sucks because we're all outcome oriented dudes. I guarantee it. Yeah. Like it's. I wish we could just play and figure it out. Like this is a this year is unique, but it's not. It's let, not, me, let me ask you. Not like it's never happened. Do you remember that? What was it? The first or second playoff? Didn't TCU and Baylor? Wasn't TCU and Baylor like ranked third, second and fourth or third and fourth? And then the after after the last week of the season, TCU got like went from third to out, and they put somebody else in. Something weird happened. Yeah, what just happened? And that it's just it. Look, 
I wish that in a perfect world they could just make the Georgia-Florida State game a playoff game and give the first two teams a bye and just amend the contracts. Like, contracts get amended in negotiations all the time. Go get it amended and fucking go, okay, the Sugar Bowl now, <coughs> excuse me, is a playoff game. And Georgia and Florida State, you two are playing in the playoff, and the winner goes to play that. I mean, I'm sure that it's more complicated than that, but fuck, man. I mean, this, this, this shit, that shit sucks. I know. I would argue this, T-Riz. I would argue this, too. And I have, I just have the gut feeling this is how it would have went down. Nobody will know. None, none of us know. Uh, I got Kirk Kerbstreet on the show next week. I'm going to ask him. Woo! I got to ask you, T-Rich, if Oregon would have beat Washington, let's just keep it funky. Pac-12. Either Pac-12 team would have been in, and Georgia would have been over Florida State. Florida State still would have got left out. I'm trying to keep it real. That's yeah. the bottom line. They still would have been left out. You would have Georgia in there and not Florida State. Let's just keep it real. I agree. Yeah, I agree. There's nowhere they're getting in, bro. Like, I don't care what people going to argue or say. That if they do this and this, they're not going to get in, bro. And, and, and you look at their field of play, these last few games, it wasn't a playoff team looking like. Yeah, but neither did Alabama. Alabama didn't look like a playoff team. They barely won at Auburn. Bro, you're talking about Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, but we're talking – the you can't – I'm not going to sit here and say – That's the like Colorado, Colorado, just, Colorado State, right? But yeah. Washington – Washington State is just as significant for them in the Pacific Northwest, and that was a 24-21 barn burger. Like, it's almost the same team. I get that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not – And Georgia, not, Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm not – yeah, yeah, I'm not saying nothing about that. I'm sitting there saying, like, you're talking about the last game of the season that's the biggest rival in the world other than Michigan and Ohio State, right? And those games always be not a blowout. I would never bet on any one of those games. Well, Alabama you know, is always a dog fight. No, I'm talking about an Alabama. Yeah, Auburn, oh, yeah, yeah, Alabama, yeah. I would never bet, bet on those games because of the, the rival. Like, them motherfuckers don't care about who they play all year. That game right there, you already know, bro. Like, when it comes to that rival, bro, like, that's the only game that matters in yeah, the state of Alabama. point spreads and on record. Yeah, bro. It, it, you got to think, it ain't no pro teams yeah, in Alabama. Yeah. Like, that's their pro programs. I mean, like, but let's be real. That's one of the reasons why all of us are so upset about rivalries leaving. Yeah. It's not necessarily, like, the rivalry not be. It's the that the day after Thanksgiving, like, this happened. Again, being selfish here, I'm talking about myself, but playing in the Big 12 North my whole life and being a Big 8 kid, having Nebraska as your rival your whole life, and then one day you wake up after Thanksgiving and now you're not rivals anymore. Like, T. Rich, this year's the last year you're playing at Auburn. How do you feel about that? That's Bad. crazy. That shit's yeah, that's crazy. It's not true, but it just it gives you a pit in your stomach. Like, imagine not playing the Civil War anymore. Imagine not playing the Apple Cup, not playing Bedlam. You know, West Virginia and Pitt, like – when when the backyard brawl got extinct and like they just play like they're 15 miles away from each other and they don't play no more. The college football, if they're going to go down the road they're going down, I really think that they should try and figure out a way to keep the rivalries intact because it's it's really important. The most the most important games in the last five years in Boulder have been Nebraska at home, at Lincoln, or at Lincoln, Nebraska at home, Nebraska at home, and the next year at Lincoln. Those are the best, biggest four games, and they're all non-conference, just exhibitions. So, but what, that's, what, what they're going to have to do, they're going to have to make it just like how Florida did, Florida State, Florida did, Miami. Like, they're going to have to put it 
Like yeah. they, it gotta be in the schedule. Like yeah, it gotta be in the to. schedule some type of way. Do you think that they should like I'm sorry to ask the question, coach, but like do you think that they should mandate it so like everybody like the SEC opens with like Florida will open with old miss or something, right? Because they've got to play Florida State at the end of the season. Clemson will open and South Carolina will open with a conference game because they have to play their rival at the end of the year that's not in conference. So I think that everybody should like, that's the way it should be. Like after the day after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend, that should be fucking rivalry weekend. That should be Texas, Texas A&M, which is about what it is now. Colorado, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, or Kansas State, Missouri, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that should be hit West Virginia. Like every rivalry that's significant, Unless you've got multiple, like Florida State, Florida, that's probably going to stay. But you could argue that Florida State, Miami is a better rivalry. So, like, then it spurns that discussion as well. Like, is, is LSU a bigger rival or Auburn? Uh, it's it's Auburn, but LSU is a huge rival for us, though. Like historically, is it Auburn? But like yeah, historically, is yeah. it probably LSU? Yeah, is 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 is. Bro, it's, it's crazy because in the SEC, like, you got a few, like, for Alabama. You got Tennessee for Alabama. You got Auburn for Alabama. Then you got LSU now, right? And, and I think that became more of a significant when Nick was there and, you know, all this other shit was going on. And then he left there and he went to lead and came back and that came as a big rival. But I think even what you're saying with that, I think, like, the model that Nick has kind of put a upon us like play a big team at the beginning of the season and then you still got your rival at the end like nick has been doing that for years that's just like now like you don't play with texas two years in a row and they're in the sec next year so it's already a rival because dated back years before that before we even played in pasadena it was a rival that's right. that's how that's that's how it started with with Bill Bryant. That's how it started with you know it been like that for real. But you know we, we play them when we play them. But now you got to play them every year. So I think I think you're 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 hit that right on the head, bro. Like you got to mandate that. Fucking. I, I don't know, Matt. To your point, before we move on, real quick, are they gonna? Is the travel now though overbearing? this whole thing because now you got cal playing in the acc that's gonna have to go play fucking virginia and i mean i get it i i don't care either but is that going in their thought process like okay i i i'm just i'm just so fucking flabbergasted i don't well, know what the, you. the the west coast the west coast softies and like the people that don't really like football that are going to the acc now yeah they're probably going to bitch and complain about it but you invited these fucking you know pussies into your league so this is what you gotta do it so look i mean i i, <laughs> I mean i'm I, that's the way i really feel like uh, the, the fuck bro like come on let's be real so the i think that if they were on the oregon trail and like the four of us were in a fucking covered wagon with some oxen and like we were gonna die of dysentery or we couldn't get across the fucking river on the way to or like yeah that would probably be shitty for travel but I think they'll all be fine. That's just my opinion. Hey, hey, T-Rich, I got you for five more. Oh, yeah, you good. You, you good. got for 20 more, he said. Shit. The kids at home. T-Rich is died from dysentery. All right, we got to tell eight. We got we got 18 minutes then. We, we got to take a break at 18. And then, uh, after you guys. Let me ask you, Matt. Colorado in the news, obviously. It's big news. They're putting all this 
I didn't know anything about it until last night about this this lineman. I know Matt and I had some conversations off the record. I also talked to a few other uh, very good inside sources on this. And I don't want to talk and show anything that we talk about off the air, on the air, because that's what bitches do. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to know. Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? You know that's true. Uh, no, it's true. <laughs> I want to know, Matt. You guys signed five high school kids. That's obviously the glaring thing. Everyone's blasting out there on social media right now. And then you have the number one lineman, who I did not know is kind of reneged and kind of backpedaling. Um, I've seen this before, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he still signs with Colorado. I think it could be a ploy. Um, but Maryland, is this is this what I'm hearing? Is who is in the mix? Hey, shout out to Loxley. That's my boy. Known him a long time. I'm surprised that Maryland's anteing up here. Is this a money play only? Is this what it's become? Oh boy, look, man, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm going to try. You gotta tread lightly here. I I'm know. going to try and temper my opinion and expectation until I know what's happening. Okay. Um, on my podcast, Zero to Sixty, we were gonna have Brian Howell on today, who covers the Buffs. Uh, and does a great job for them and has for 15 years, but we moved him to tomorrow as well because I don't, we don't know. So I, uh, I think that this situation, if I'm just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, it's man, it's, it's pretty tough, bro. It's pretty when, tough. When did it happen? I, I, I just got. I just so got he, he just didn't sign. So he's the number one player in the country. He came out obviously. He signed yesterday on early signing period. Yeah, and tomorrow yesterday is when everybody signs. All my guys signed yesterday. Gage went to Tennessee, and Stonebreaker went to Kansas State, and Jackson went to Washington State, and guys are signing all over the place. Great, great day. Everybody here has had that experience. It's incredible. Um, you know, Seton came out two weeks ago or whatever and made a display yeah. on national TV and the hat. Or uh, it was with uh, uh, Skip Show, whatever it's yeah, called. Un Undisputed. Un Unwatchable. Um, Fox Sports. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I'm more concerned about the young man, not the schools. I'm very, very, very concerned that I've seen this before where top-notch five-star kids are either not getting any advice or the advice they're getting is just awful. And I don't know if he's getting played behind the scenes. I don't know if this is all just pay me now on potential, which is what college football is these days, and that's fine. You know, I, I have to tread lightly here because any any time you, you, like, say anything, anything criticism-based about CU – prime seat or anything the fanboys go off like they lose their minds they don't understand why i'm so you remember three weeks ago when i said yeah let's wait and see and make sure everything actually works out and grown-ass man's game and let's make sure everything's you know copacetic and everybody attacked me for it remember that well this is why i was saying let's sit down and see and wait and make sure everything's copacetic and get his name on the dotted line before we start talking about him being the best offensive lineman that's ever played at colorado so I now am sitting back going, okay, I'm more concerned about the young man. I think that this is a huge red flag that he could he'll probably be in the transfer portal next year. Like this, this is, this is commitment jumping. This is like the kid that from the, the Riola kid actually signed with Nebraska or did he just commit? Anybody see? 
that kid that sorry bailey not to boss you around but we got to figure that out because that's another example like that kid jumped to four different high schools in four years went he's from georgia kid. arizona back exactly now he's he was committed to nebraska like he did sign good for him um good for matt rule you know like but i i'm looking at it like i I'm really concerned about the young man, the advice he's getting. I hope that they just like had an Elvis Doomerville situation where they can't find the fax machine or like they just something got screwed up. Um, but you know, his Instagram posts and everything last night were kind of broad and cryptic. And then this morning, Shador Sanders is on Twitter posting, if you're not with us, then, you know, kick rocks essentially. Like either you're with us or you're not. And Jordan Seaton is the one that came out and talked about like, if you're a dog, come to see you. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Blah, 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 blah. He's got a gold jacket. He'll help me get a gold jacket. <laughs> I think, I don't think that this is a bad look on Coach Prime at all. I don't think it's a bad look on Colorado at all. I think it's, it has the potential, the potential to be an awful look for the young man, but no one will care. Everybody, it, there's so many fanboys out here that don't understand why this is relative and significant. We all know. We all know the commitment level it takes, the fact that you can't run from adversity. You know, like the, the other thing is we haven't really talked about is the expectation, bro. Like the expectation of this kid is to come in and be Orlando Pace, Walter Jones, like best left tackle that's ever played ever. And that's the expectation on this kid. So those expectations weigh on people as well. We all know that as well. T. Rich better than anybody being, you know, what were you, a five-star recruit? Yeah. A five-star and then a first-round draft pick, so much of it, and I'm not trying to talk shit here, T, is where you go. You yeah, know, exactly. You went to Cleveland and you fucking had a great start, and then, like, the, the instability in the franchise, that doesn't help young talent develop. That deters young talent from wanting to be there. So I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know what happened. I was, I'm surprised just like everybody else. I was surprised when he committed. I'm surprised that he didn't sign. And it's a huge red flag for me that it's all about him. And man, now they're predicting that he's going to Maryland. And he came out and said, you know, I want to play for somebody that looks like me. Well, he he crossed that box off with both coaches because obviously Loxley is, is a black dude. So I, I, I can't be mad at the kid, bro. This is the way it works. This is what college football has become. But I just... I don't, I don't like it. I don't operate like this. Like I, if you, if I shake your hand, especially national TV shit, if I go on national TV and I put my name behind the school and I start talking shit, like you're soft if you don't come here. Well, what does that say about you if you don't come here? That's where I'm at right there. People have been decommitting since the beginning of time. Like <laughs> verbal commitments coming at that's normal. I'm not, that's okay. But he went on national television, one of the biggest sports TV, TV shows, and did a whole fucking like spiel about like well, why why wouldn't you come here? You saw we trying to like you did all that, and then a couple weeks later, you on the fence. I mean, coach, I want to get right. coach and, and Trent's opinions on this back to back, but coach, you're the coach. Put yourself in Coach Prime's position here. And, like, you've been recruiting the shit out of this kid forever. He finally commits to you, and then he does you like this. And then, bro, we had a we had a very long conversation on the phone that we're not going to talk about here, but we may talk about in the future because we have to get – I need to make sure it's true before I start saying it. 
But I mean, you can elaborate on that a little bit too, because that shit that I talked to you about, that's like, if we were to bring that up, I think it just hammers, it makes him look even worse. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got an inside source that told me very similar things you did. Um, oh man, that's not, that's... Here, here, this is, and that will look, I think bad on both parties. Bad. Um, here's the issue I have. Number one, bygones be bygones. Bye-bye. Because here's the reason you, these kids do not know the definition of commitment. And there is no such word in the human dictionary that spells decommit. Look it up. If you put it in your phone, I break this down on the show all the time. I put it in, if you put it in your text and you text me right now, decommit, you'll get a red line underneath it because it's not a real word. It's like, it's like irregardless. Yeah. There's no such thing as decommitment. You don't get married and then fucking say, oh, uh, I had my dick, I fell and my dick slipped in her. I don't know if you can really say I decommit to anything. So once you decommit from me, after you told me on national TV you wore my hat and that you're a buff, I'm on. I'm off you. I mean, I'm I'm gone. So I heard something very something last night though, and I'm going to tell you right now. In my opinion, right now in this in this college game, and it is a good friend of mine, and I know him very well. And I, t- I got to talk to him. Dan Lanning, to me, is hands down the best recruiter in college football right now. Number He's one. Uh, that's just my personal opinion on knowing all these guys. Number two, I'm hearing that Seton may be an Oregon duck as early as today. And that is something that is going to really throw – that's going to really, really dishearten. That would be a dagger if he went there. Because of, you know, obviously what has been back and forth and all that. But at the end of the day, though, decommitting is just – it has it, sits, it doesn't sit with me. And, and, and at some point, you got you to gotta start saying addition by subtraction and move on. And that kid right there by decommitting is going to probably decommit wherever he ends up and enter the portal anyway. Thank so you. I just – you got to move on, man, because if we're, if we're going to keep allowing player empowerment to run the show – then and have no hierarchy at this in this at all. Then guess what? These kids are going to tell you what to call on third and short too. And I, I ain't going to coach that way. I can't coach that way. What like T? You're a five star. You're a first rounder. Uh, that the three of us are a bunch of undrafted assholes. Like try and try and help everybody like understand this shit. Because on top of that, like. If he if Seaton says he wants to commit to somebody that looks like him, acts like him, yada yada yada, and then he goes from prime to Dan Lanning, that's that's not only that's a huge slap in the face too, right? Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, bro. Because I'm I'm looking at all this like, you know, I committed early because I had a situation, right? My situation was I couldn't walk for two years in high school, so I committed my end of my junior year. And me and my me and my coach talked about it. You're like, man, go ahead, commit to Bama now because they gave you a first offer. That's who you feel comfortable with. You know, commit to them now. You know, you tell, tell Coach Saban you still want to take all your business and have fun and enjoy enjoy the process. If your coach don't agree to that, if he don't, you know, uh, let you have fun as a kid, um, then you probably shouldn't be around that program, right? So, but I did that because I couldn't walk for two years in high school, right? And, and I had screws in both my legs. So if I got hurt again, 
and he couldn't take that scholarship from me. If it's taken from me, that look bad on the program. Yes, it does. And so when you, when you do stuff like that, like I was already, you know what I mean? I, I was I was already ahead of the game on on that because I had somebody to show me, lead me. Now I don't know if this kid got somebody to show him the correct way to do it. I think it comes to where it's just fun and it's a big show and you know it, it's all going on. You know, and I don't know the kid's situation, but. You know, you you kind of get these different situations at a program, and I'm not talk not to talk about an IMG, but when you got an IMG program that's you know you got folks coming in, uh, uh, left to right every day, and then you know it, it's it's one of them programs that you know it's almost like you know it, you're a piece of meat, and everybody you know just trying to get at you. Now you the you the beautiful girl on the campus, you the baddest bitch on campus. Everybody is now, so everybody want a piece of you, and now you're the number one player in the land. Hey, T-Red, that's just my point, though. This this Juco kid, that's the number one Juco player in the country, getting out the Lambo at Ole Miss, and I know Lane, for a fact, hates this shit. Here's my issue. The one- and two-star kid now, because of especially inner-city folks with a mama that's working three jobs, got three or four kids, and then she's trying to raise them and doesn't really know the process, thinks she does but doesn't, which is even worse. But to her, not to her fault, though, to her, you know, to her point, like, right. well, we're going to try We need the bag. So the one and two star kid now thinks they deserve a bag because you're seeing so many kids get paid who really Arch Manning got $3.2 million already. He's had 10 snaps all season, made more money than Brock Purdy has this year. And that to me is an issue that we're going to create down the line that is going to ruin this sport. I'm just telling you right now, because the one and two star high school kid, because of COVID, I mentioned earlier, there is no ACT and SAT mandate. You don't have to pass the test anymore for another two years, I believe. That right there is allowing high school kids that don't get the Alabama, Georgia, <clears throat> or big-time offer <clears throat> to sit out and then enter a portal and not go to JUCO, which used to be the portal, and now sit out a year and not play anywhere is just killing the sport. And it's killing high school. It's killing JUCO. It's killing all this shit. And I just don't think this is the way to go. And the NCAA made this. Non-caring assholes of America, they created this. Now they got to deal with it. It's really bad, guys. Like, this is what I do on a daily basis, gentlemen. And, like, trying to help people get placed in the portal, high school kids and college, and it is awful. It is so, so bad. And the tampering part of it is the worst. The way you call this kid on another roster and tell him to come to us. And I'm like, what, just handshake deal? Like, I'm just going to do it out of the kindness of my heart? NCAA allowed this, though. This is what they wanted, bro. And I'm telling you, this is really, it's everything. This was what people right don't now. realize. And this, and this is what people don't realize, bro. Like, it's it's 73% of them guys ain't getting signed. Damn straight. See, you just took five high school kids, bro. Like, I've got, I got a kid at, at here at 6-0, played at Castleview, Jordan Ochoa, okay, who's 6'4 240, had 14 sacks this year, runs 4'7", Long, mean worker, dad played, can't find him an opportunity. Like Schmitty, if the ball state defensive line coach, you call this dude for me. I, the, the, the wide receiver coach, Cedric Cormier, I played with at CU. Like, oh, we, we got to find this kid. Oh, he act, he's been to Alabama and tripped down there. And I've man, been telling y'all, dog, high school kids is about to fucking ruin high school in Juco. I've been telling you for two well, years. Lincoln Fahapoli Jr., who went to Fountain Fort Carson down here, he's a tank person. He's 6'6", 3'10". He's 17. 
He went to Northern Colorado, dog. Like the one double A's are just getting great football players right now because D2, the, the, the D2 D2 coach right now. I'm killing it. I'm a D2 coach. JB, I said that yesterday too. I don't know if you remember on the show. I was like, man, I think this is an opportunity for some of the smaller, you know, D1s, whatever, to get a, some great high school talent because of the transfer portal and everyone, all the bigger schools, they're just recruiting heavily in a trans- transfer portal and they're missing out or skipping out on the high school mm-hmm. kids. Then the next problem is. Now this kid goes, say he goes, Lincoln goes to Northern Colorado and balls for two years, and then they developed him, and nobody else in D1 wanted him because they didn't think he could play, but now he can play, so they just pluck him from UNC. And that's even worse. That's, like, almost worse because now the other – it's just – it's such a shady situation. It's almost like – I almost feel dirty being involved with it at all. Because Matt, we had had your boy, my boy, we had him on a couple weeks ago – Darren Cheverini, uh Colorado Buff. He oh he led Chafee Junior College this year to undefeated year. He was OC interim head coach at Colorado. He played at Colorado, uh, played receiver in the league for a minute. He got the head coaching job at a D2 in Oklahoma um, recently. At the Northeastern. And I spoke to him the other day, and I was like, dude, you can kill it. You can get high school kids that are D1 kids. If you can just sell ISO and Eskimo, you can get some D1 kids that are D2 now. I'm talking to him like, on Monday, we have a meeting, a Zoom meeting, where I'm like, hey, D.C., we got dudes, dog. We got guys that you never would have been able to recruit there that you should go get. They got this dudes in the transfer portal that are just sitting there. You can yeah. go right now. Hey, let me ask you this, though, Matt. Before we leave, we got we to gotta take a break and get out of here for a minute. But I appreciate you guys. And, and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you after the holiday. But let me ask you this real quick. There's people out there that I'm seeing, and and, and and I don't know where I stand on it at the moment, but I would like to dive into it. And without diving too far into it, because I don't, I know the dick writers will come after you. Prime and Deion Sanders, is he taking the mercenary approach? Because we all know, and I'm going to try to word this correctly. We all know in a profession that we are fairly new at. Like when I started teaching for the first time. I was a Googling motherfucker. I was Googling papers out and handing them motherfuckers out because I didn't know how to teach. Are we looking at Dion and Prime by taking five high school kids as a lack of experience in this profession and saying, you know what? I can coach grown men, older kids, because I know how to get through to those guys. They're already kind of somewhat trained up. I'll get them, culture them, get them in the right direction and win with those mercenaries over building a culture and, and teaching 17-year-old high school kids, and that's why we're taking the, the, the five high school kids and taking this other approach. Where are you at with this whole thing? Is he is it because he's young and coaching? Maybe. Uh, I, I look at it that way too. But five high school kids, I just don't know if you can look at that in long term and say this is sustainable. But it might be now. I don't know because this, this transfer portal thing is just so fucked up. I don't this know. Isn't, this isn't like unique to Colorado or Coach Prime. This is what it is, guys. Like, there's show me a, a college power five team that just signed like 25 kids. Like, Kansas State just signed a bunch, and I think they only had like 16. So, like, I, there are going to be some programs that still recruit high school kids, which thank God. But then, you know what? If you, and, and I'm not saying that this is true because I don't think it is, but if you don't think that your home state, produces good players or you don't trust young guys and you want to go into the transfer portal, well, that's where you're going. So I don't have a problem with it. If anything, it requires a little bit more dedication from every staff in America to really, 
dig deep on the high school kids and make sure they're not undervaluing them. Um, but the the situation that we find ourselves in here in college football, I understand that this Jordan Seaton thing is stressful for Buffalo country. I get it. But this is what the NCAA wanted. This is a, it's a reality show now. Like college football is a big reality show. So I'm more, again, I'm more concerned about the players than I am the institutions and programs. They're going to be fine. The money's rolling in there. Uh, but the, the players that don't have agents, don't have money managers, don't have financial advisors, they don't have, they don't have any, like, who is Jordan Seaton getting advice from right now? And I work with Brett Cooljay. He just walked in the door from IMG, the left guard that plays next to Jordan, the left tackle. And, you know, like, Jordan's just another 18-year-old kid. He's just walking in and talking to 18-year-old kids about, his money and his possibilities and people talk. And like, if I'm his agent, the first thing I'm saying to him is, bro, stop talking. Don't talk about your money. Don't talk about your situation. This is a business. We need leverage and you're giving it away by speaking. So, you know, like the, the, in, the inability to help yourself while the NCAA and, and college football and NIL is telling you that you can go out and hustle your money, that, I think it sets a really bad precedent too, because the young guys aren't learning the correct way to actually do this. Hey guys, I appreciate you. We got to get on and get taken's break. I appreciate you guys coming on, man. Merry Christmas, T Rich, Big Matt. Uh, we're off tomorrow. We'll see you guys Merry on Tuesday next week, and then uh, and then we'll be off again next Friday and Monday for New Year. So Stay shout out to you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll know next week for the Super Bowl, though. T. Ridge, I know T. Ridge and Matt. I know we're all thinking about doing the t the Super Bowl thing, so I'm working all the, all that details out. I'm right thinking now. about it, dog. I'm in. You just tell me. No, just let I'm me know. I'm no. I got the ticket. Goddamn bot. Let's roll. Also, big man, for you, hop off. If you're serious about the ball staking that you hit me up offline, like that's, that's an easy. That's a super easy like situation. Yeah, I'm, I'll send you uh, all the choice shit. All right, bet. Before we hop off, this has been bothering me all day. Smitty, what's up with this shit here? That's all I had to say. No it's shirt on. I look like a Mississippi pimp. It's Christmas, man. I want to put a little red on. What you is know? going on here? Do you not have a shirt on underneath your smoker's jacket? No, nah, yeah. it's a little tight and it's hot in here. It's a three-hour show. I don't want to put no thick-ass yeah, shirt on your, for three you're hours. Your you chew on your titty nipple. <laughs> You know what I mean? Your boy look good, though. Everybody can't pull yeah, this off. I don't know if y'all can pull this off, you know? You Everybody can. Too? Do, you have, do you have anything on your balls, or are you just sitting there? I can't tell y'all that. That's nasty, dog. That's like you're, hey, hey, hey. Like you're jerk, jerking off the Pornhub, and your boy calls you, and you're like mid-struck. Ah! Like, that's pretty much what's going on right now. That's gross. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? Ladies hey, in the chat, what y'all think? Happy New Year. Hey, I do it for the hoes. Much love. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Ooh. Man, one, we got OGs, OGs. This is loaded the show. I can't take a piss. We got the Korean coach sale. Damn, I forgot my voice. It's yeah. a Thursday. It was good, Steve. Hey, man. Hey, I heard Steve talking on Whitlock. I listened to a whole show about, you know, Herb Street and stuff. I gotta get Steve. I gotta get Steve. We gotta get Steve some money soon, man. Cause he 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 living life like he don't he ain't gonna just come on every show for for, for long. He 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 he's told me, Smitty, he loves his time more than money. I am on the same thing. I'm exactly with him. But you I need don't money to get time, though. You need money to have the freedom, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it, it, it correlates. You're right. I mean, look, I I couldn't do this if I wasn't making a certain amount of money, but. 
By the way, that was an interesting discussion on college recruiting. By the way, guys, Miami actually did sign about 25, 26, 27 high school kids. Ooh, okay. And they still work the portal. We still need a quarterback. But I'm with you guys. Oregon did too. That kid, Jordan Seaton, he's a red flag to me. And I'll tell you why. Because he's the type of kid that every year he's going to be shopping around. Yeah. I, I think once you go on a show like he did and commit, commit, just go there. Like yeah. Jeremiah Smith, that receiver that kind of waffled on Ohio State and Miami. Was, I was just like, you know what? Once you say in front of people, um, look, I, I've signed my letter of intent. I'm going to go to Ohio State. Honestly, yeah. uh, you, you're I just to me, I think college football is in a very interesting point that if you're just going to have a band of mercenaries every year shop themselves around it's i don't know how sustainable it is i don't i don't find really a lot of interest in it to be honest with you yeah hey dan lanning's out here killing it um he just he just turned another long beach kid a a wide receiver a good friend of mine son and, and nephew uh Ryan Pelham, uh, Don Pelham, the Pelham family uh, relative, he uh, he just flipped him earlier from Ohio State, then from SC, and now he just got him to Oregon. Um, so landing out here, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seton kid lands at Oregon. I, I wouldn't either. You know, the best part for landing in terms of recruiting California right now is Lincoln Riley. He has lost control of this territory. He's getting raided. <laughs> and I think SC has got to be concerned because I don't know what direction USC is going in right now. Um, but Lanning is a worker. He's a grinder. He's building a monster up there. And um, But I, I want to see, and I, I'm going to try to create a database with people that are actually working. You're going to have to get about three or four more years because I'm trying to combine the NIL and transfer portal era when they're both together. So let's say we get about seven or eight years of data and i want to see what is the percentage of homegrown recruits and transfer portal what is the ratio is it 75 25 is it 50 50 or 90 10 of teams that actually make the playoffs like what's that sweet spot you need three quarters of your players to be homegrown that are developed by you with 25 percent of the other guys coming in from other programs because uh, i i don't know how you build a roster nowadays guys because that guy that that you take a chance on that's maybe a three-star right Mm -hmm. that understands i got to be red-shirted there's going to be higher better players than me but by my third and fourth year i might start to play and i might even be a fifth year player smitty i don't know if that exists anymore in college football it doesn't. It doesn't exist. But I, I truly think, you know, I talked to Weddle and you. We talked last night. I truly feel that Dion lacks experience in this process of rebuilding a program. We saw what he did at Jackson State with also transfers and mercenaries, not too heavy in high school. You can do it at that, at that level a lot easier than you can here. He did it. Started off with like barn burner. Everybody thought he was the god, 3-0 and versus ultimately three non-bowl teams. Having said that, though, five high school kids tells me and screams to me Ugh, that that's Russian. I don't want to build a culture. I don't want to teach. I don't. Coaching is teaching. But to his defense, and I know Steve comes to to prime defense sometimes for certain things. To his defense, is this the way of the game now? The land, the lay of the land now. 
do you have to take this approach if you're a team that has to win now and can't catch yeah. up to Miami? Well, you, you're behind Miami in recruiting and Oregon and all these schools because obviously the culture and the, and the program resources have been so bad. You're trying to catch up with mercenaries overnight. I don't he know. Is. If He's going to have to reach a middle ground. Remember at Jackson State, he had such an advantage because of his profile. Right. Yes. Got a little bit of a, a spark at Colorado, but then reality sets in. Uh, but here's the issue, and I think it's being used against Dion. Number one, people are negative, negatively recruiting against Colorado with this one point. Dion's not going to be there after his son. Yep. I don't. <laughs> there, there may be validity to it, or Dion's going to be another job. That that's a tough thing to overcome because negative recruiting takes place. However. Um, Dion goes for the flash. He goes for the sizzle and sometimes not the steak. And Jordan mm. Seaton, I was, I was like, wow, that kid's going to go to Colorado, which has no offensive line tradition for the most part since, uh, Nate Solder, right? Andre Garrard mm. is not walking through that door. And there were a very bad offensive line. And I'm just wondering, like, did he go to that place for the right reasons? Did he go for all the flash, the jewelry, the NIL? What about the actual football and development? I think more than ever now that you have to understand is the two things here. Number one, as a player, get your money because the money's out there. You'd be a fool to turn it down. That's just my belief. You're Everyone's on a level playing field in that regard. But you still have to go to the school and the program that you actually fit best at and want to go to. Actually have a college experience. Okay, that may go beyond football if you want to think about it that way. Yeah. The other thing is, and I talked to Alonzo Highsmith. I asked him this, who works with the University of Miami now, his alma mater. I said, Alonzo, do you guys have to now vet even more players that really love football and to make sure they're actually not just going to UM for the NIL? He said, there's no doubt about it. You now have to really get into these kids' heads and think, would this guy play for football if there was no NIL? I mean, you really have to vet. So now it becomes like a partnership of, am I going to the school that I want to? And from the program's perspective, does this kid actually want to be here for the right reasons? And if you can mold now, that, you you have a shot here. Steve, we had a conversation last night. We, we can't talk about it on this show right now. But if that is true, what hap- is what happening at Colorado between coaches and players and et cetera, if it's true, that certain incentives are being handed out to prove that certain people and coaches are not leaving. So those kids sign, there's going to be a big problem. There's going to be a big, big problem. And that's probably happening at other places too. Um, but if that starts the new cycle, uh, it's going to be very, uh, well, I mean, look, it's a different time. I'm not saying the old way was right. I remember, um, this is years ago. There was a player by the name of Darren Krein. He was a Colorado player of the year. Uh, it was 89. So he's now strength coach for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> so he ended up having a good career at Miami, but I'll never forget reading about it. So he signs with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Miami had this monster class and guys like Jesse Armstead, guys like that. And two weeks later, Jimmy leaves for Dallas and Darren crying. He tried to sue Miami to get out of his national letter of intent. And they just said, no, you signed your letter of intent. And it was kind of contentious for a while, you know? So like, I don't think the old way was necessarily perfect or fair, but there used to be a time when coaches did not necessarily always beg players to come to the school 
You know, my, my, my good friend, Claude Jones, who has three national title rings, he, he says that during his home visit with Jimmy Johnson, he went to Dillard High School, and he was looking around, flipping around at the, at the media guy, looking at the depth chart, and Jimmy knocked it out of his hand. Jimmy goes, ah, ah, ah. now, Claude, I'm going to tell you something. Wherever you go, you're going to have to compete now, because if you don't compete at Miami, we're just going to send you back home. Mm. <laughs> that was the recruiting pitch. And then as he was leaving, he, he delivered this famous line that he said to a lot of players. Joe Brodsky was the running back coach. He was in with them. Florida State was the next home visit. The guy's waiting at the door, and Jimmy just goes to Claude. Claude, I know who's waiting out there, but I just want you to know you got two choices. And Claude goes, what's that? You could win with us for the next four years or lose to us. Now we got to get going. Make up your decide. And he just left. That's the way it was. I mean – None of this getting on your knees and saying, we're going to finance an NIL and you're going to get a car and you're going to get a condo and then your dog's going to get walked. Out. I get the f- out of here. I, I just, it's a little bit ridiculous. They need to change the NIL, they make it multi-year deals, make it so that a player at least has to be at a school for more than one year. But once again, the NIL has already been bastardized. It has become pay for play when it should have been. If you are a famous, iconic player, you get to cash in on your brand. Mm. Uh, Alan, Alan in the chat, highly a beast Florida kid, played for me, quarterback. He's coaching high school football now in Texas. He's a Miami kid. Uh, he, he, he wanted to know what you think about the commits. He said he wasn't too surprised. He knows Mario well. Um, he, he Alan runs a big time. Uh, yeah. Uh, My, look. Mario's going to recruit. He's one of the best in the world, and he is relentless. And I think Jeremiah Smith is going to be the last real big-time number one player out of South Florida that's going to leave Miami. I, he had, It was hard to overcome the Ohio State wide receiver tradition, the Ryan Day system, and they had a lot of ground to make up. They just couldn't do it. And But the other one – but if you look at the improvements of the Miami locker room – I'm talking about the specific rooms. Linebacker, much better. Running back's been improved. Offensive line's been a lot better. The only other room that that has to be upgraded now is safety. But Miami's ready to win now. If if Mario can just coach a little better on game day, this should have been a 10-win team this year. But I've talked to a few people that deal with Mario. He still believes that he wants to get his guys in there. He doesn't want to be transfer portal heavy, which makes me feel good. But again... If you're that guy that's already been redshirted and at the end of your second year, you're looking at that depth chart and some other school says, not only will we give you a starting job and we'll give you another $75,000 more, that's a tough thing to turn down as a young kid. It is. that There's a reality towards it that did not exist. But I, but I said this to a booster, a, a guy that gives a lot of money that is very involved. I told this booster because I, I know that Kids have been helped outside of football. I said, I'm going to tell you this. If I were you guys, anyone that stays at Miami for their whole college career and is not pushed out, um, I would tell a kid when they call me for a job or a recommendation, when I take them, I see that phone number. I'm going to say, I'm just telling you, this is a cold-blooded thing, but I'm a bastard. because <laughs> Blood in, blood out with me. I'd be like, if this kid graduated Miami and was was uh, stuck with us, he's going to get my help. Mm. Now, if he transferred and thinks he's going to come back, I would just say, you know that school that you went to? Yeah, get their alumni association by. That's just the way it is. Because if you're going to be cold-blooded about this and be a mercenary, that goes both ways. 
Mm. But again, uh, transitioning to us, the- I'm going to be like, you're one of us. You're good. We're going to make sure you get that job. We're going to make sure you get some help. But again, all bets are off as soon as you leave. I'm sorry. Because right. you know why? Because it goes both ways. That's what a commitment is. We had a debate on the space last night. If let's say a Jeremiah Smith wanted to transfer back, he missed home. My belief is no, blood in, blood out. I actually think if, if Miami is good enough, which again, we'll see. I would tell a lot, some of these players, you have one chance to be at Miami. We're not taking you back. And I I upset a few people because they said, well, he's from South Florida. And I said, that's even more reason why I should have stayed. Like, there's, there's guys losing guys crazy. I, I never heard of a guy leaving Georgia to Kentucky. That's just the name of the game. Well, now. here's the thing that gets me about Georgia. They've lost 18 guys, and five of them have been five stars from the past two years. I, and, and my view is, wait a minute. Why would you leave Georgia? They got a great culture, and they win. Is it just about wanting to get a little bit more money? I think all those guys are red flags as far as I'm concerned. They are, and, yeah. then, and everybody's losing kids left and right. These are portal discussions, not a high school commit we're talking about in Prime's instance with the Seton kid. But the transition to the West Coast real quick in the college world, to my point, I've made it for a long time. You cannot be at UCLA and USC and not have an L.A. base or root or thumbprint or be from here straight out at least in the state of california but i think a southern california native uh another kid was just lost to us uh, sc lost right here at long beach right in our backyard a friend of my son uh long beach milliken plays in the moore league who i used to play against every every year he 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 originally was going to ohio state then he goes commits to sc now Lanning stole him. He is headed to Oregon. Um, how do you lose these type of guys um, in your backyard? In my opinion, Lincoln Riley has no idea how to recruit an L.A. kid, and he is getting absolutely murdered. And I just don't know how you continue thinking this is the guy in L.A. You can't do it. Coach, isn't he actually not allowing high school coaches at practice, which used to be a tradition for years at U.S.? Yeah, he's like local high school kid. Like, it's crazy to me. Makes no sense. He came, welcome him in. Here's me, Snoop Dogg. Me, fuck, everybody was at USC. It was a party. When you are at a school like uh, an area like Texas, Florida, California, specifically L.A., you don't really need to recruit more than a hundred mile radius for eighty percent of your players. Yeah. And you try to pick off nationally kids that want to kind of leave home. Hey, Pete Carroll used to go grab the best player out of Tennessee, the best player out of Florida, the best player out of Georgia. Just one guy. And Mitch Mustang, or I mean uh Brandon, uh what's his name out of New Jersey, Cushing. Yeah. Uh, he would just go grab Wayne Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Mike Williams from Tampa. Yeah. I, I look. Here's the thing. I have never seen so much apathy towards USC football than this past two months. Because even when they were bad during the Paul Hackett era, the end of Clay Helton, there was actually anger. Like the USC fans were still passionate. They wanted this sob out of here. Now it's almost like they don't care. Like Lincoln Riley, in my view, has actually killed the passion of USC football fans. And I'm just telling you, they don't want to admit it. I think part of it is that I think they like being the Pac-12 most USC fans. They didn't care about the TV deal, the changing. Now you're going into this foreign conference 
where you're going to be playing 9 a.m. Rutgers games. That, that doesn't really excite me as a fan. Yeah. You, know, you lost your DNA. I, I just, I'm still in disbelief that USC and UCLA are not in the Pac-12 and that there's no longer a Pac-12. But, and Lincoln Riley's reputation, everything that Oklahoma fans said about him is coming to fruition. Yeah, yeah I don't know. The transition to NFL tonight right here in L.A., SoFi Stadium, back, Smitty's backyard. He, he gets to look, you know, open his back window. He gets to watch the game right from right from his uh, balcony. Um, Rams Saints, interesting game. Both teams uh, trying to get one of these last NFC spots. This is a very important game as far as the overall big uh, pitcher. The Rams are playing as good as anybody. I thought they proved that again last week after they should have beat the Ravens. I, I'm still on the I'm still on the on the side that they are a top five uh, playing team right now. Not overall record, of, uh, of course, but Big Smith, uh, Bay, do I have my top five um, NFL teams? Uh, let's see. I think I sent it to you, or it's in the thing. But right now. If we're talking my top five NFL teams as of right now, I got the Niners, obviously, at one. I got the Ravens at two. Uh, I got the Bills at three, Steve. I'm going to go with the Dolphins at four and the Lions at five. I got the Rams right there, though, as far as playing now, as far as how they're playing right now. I, I would have the Rams, Dallas, Eagles because of their record. Um all in the hunt. Colts. The Colts are playing well. The Texans still are in the mix. But in the Jags, I just don't know. I was on Sean Salisbury's show this morning. Uh, Herb Street uh, was on there uh, myself. Uh, Herbie's going to come on this show next week. I I wouldn't argue that the Rams are – we argue that Rams are, are playing like a top-five team right now. I don't know if anybody wants to play the Rams right now. Do you are you on the Rams side on this, or do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, they become a tough out. Matt Stafford is still a gunslinger who knows how to operate inside the pocket, you know, and he can yeah. carve up defenses. And that's a team I would hate to play in the first round of the playoffs because you have a veteran quarterback with Super Bowl experience. And let me just say something: the team that I really like because I like them, but I know that they're. Their weakness goes right into the Rams' strength. If the Lions get stuck with the Rams in round one, uh-oh, with that secondary, the Lions, that is a troubling matchup, even if they have to play in Detroit. That would concern me as a Lion fan. Yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah, not uh, for sure. I agree. I, who do you got tonight, Rams-Saints? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> the Rams, they have a better quarterback situation, don't they? And they're playing at SoFi. That should be a rant. By the way, did you see Jameis Winston last week? This, this guy's an American treasure. I know he's a Florida State Seminole. But suitcase. He, he brought a suitcase. He said, what's keeping us from greatness? And he opens it up and he says, there's nothing. Oh. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I love Jameis, Steve. I'm so glad you're on the bandwagon. Say, I hey, mean, as the no kids Jameis say, Sanders. that's bars with a Z. Bars. Oh, my God. Tony know. Robbins. Give me Jameis. You know he's country too, so just hearing that accent when he says it, <laughs> man. Hey, who do you got? Who do you, who do you got winning the AFC South? Do you, the Colts, the Texans, or the Jags? I think the Colts. Really? Because they have their quarterback of the future, Gardner. Ah, I was almost there with you, Steve. I was <laughs> feeling hey, good. We already know that without Gardner Minshew, 
Pittman has nowhere near 95 catches. Let's just be honest. So I don't disagree. Look, here's the one thing that Gardner's going to give you. He does not have the athletic upside or the ceiling of AR5, but he gives you a certain consistency every week. You kind of know where he's going to be. He's not going to yeah. be great, but he's never really going to be horrible either. I think with, yeah. with Anthony Richardson, you were going to have a little bit of Dow Jones effect. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, the, he's, like, the, he's like the porn star fluffer. He's always going to be consistent. Um, I got to ask you uh, real quick, D, we got to get to some hell yeah, hell no with you before we get out of here. Hell yeah, hell no. The Eagles and Cowboys will lose a first-round playoff game. The Eagles seem to be wavering. The Cowboys, it kind of depends on the matchup. I, the, the Eagles, again, you get a year and a half schematic advantage, and Jalen Hurts may be banged up. The offense is scuffling, and I, you give up a 92-yard game-winning drive to Drew Locke. It, 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 that's almost inexcusable. It really is. You, you can't allow that to happen. Um, I still, I like the Cowboys more, to be honest with you. I really do. And again, I think they got the ball jammed down their throats by Buffalo. But if they could play from ahead and you let them pin their ears back defensively, it's a different ball game. Uh, I would say the team more likely to lose in the first round of the playoffs out of those two without knowing the matchups, which is key, I'd go with Philly. Yeah. Um, I Listen, yeah. I, I got to stick with Philly because that, that was my that was my preseason pick, you know, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. So I got to stick with Philly. They got internal issues. They do. They do. Uh, they have an easy schedule these last three weeks, so hopefully this will get some confidence going, get some good – you know, we know the game, game of football is about momentum. So I'm hoping they can get some good momentum going as they enter into the playoffs. So we'll see. Dave, before you get out of here, um, I know there's uh, there's these games on. There's there's a discussion I've heard you speak about. Do you think the AFC um, is smoking mirrors this year? I think it's completely mediocre. Uh, Baltimore, to me, is by far the best team physically on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And, yeah. I, and I know Lamar has got a lot to prove in the playoffs. He's still got to win – what, two playoff games and to get to the big dance. It may not always be pretty, but Lamar will always make a play or two. And on a everything being equal, short of like a rainstorm or a monsoon, who in the AFC, if they had to come into Baltimore, do you see beating this year's Ravens? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, I don't. The Bills would be the only team. If they're playing this way, I think the Bills could. Yeah. I like how they're running the football. They're taking all the pressure off of Josh Allen, which we've been saying for two years this was needs to happen. Joe Brady's done a decent job. I, you can throw the ball seven times all you want. If you can't stop that run and their old line eating like they are and their defense playing better, Bills are a tough out right Bills, now. Bills match up with them physically because they, yeah. they yeah, physically. Before you leave, Steve, we gotta we gotta ask you top five Christmas movies. Here's Smitty's. Hmm. <laughs> Home Alone one and two. Home Alone two. Yeah, I like I like yeah. Home Alone the first two are legendary. Five. I know you love Bad Santa, so you know I like Bad Santa. American Treasure, American Icon. It should be how all movies are talked about. We should take all movies. This Uh, is a strong list though. Lethal Weapon, Trading Places, some of these older school old school. Wait a minute, wait, hold on. There's only one Christmas movie I've ever really watched. I'm not really into the uh, Christmas Story. A little Ralphie. Oh, Steve, it's all mine. It's all yeah. mine. 
Now that's a proper list. Uh, the other ones I like. I've never watched Home Alone one or two. Never been. What? There. You ain't ever seen Home Alone? Steve. I get it. Neglectful parents. You forget your kid. Terrible parenting. Cult child. Hey, service. Steve. I'm a very dark person. If you haven't seen Fat Man on Prime, go go on Amazon Prime. It's Mel Gibson plays basically like a a Santa that will fucking kill you. Yeah. I, kinda, I know about it. I'm not really into Christmas movies, although just hey, Christmas story is funny with the leg lamp, you yeah. know, the double dog dare with the that's, that's the only one I really care about. Oh, yeah. And then also not a movie, but it's Christmas, Charlie Brown, where they give the tree love and the tree gets old. That's that. That's the only two. Everything else. Garbage. sucks. Hey, we're gonna have Christmas Eve at the house. I'm cooking it up. I'm cooking it up. I know we have. We're gonna talk about our favorite foods later. But what what's something you want? Give me something you want. The Korean Cosell, Something you haven't had. I'll make. Uh, I mean, I cook a lot of shit. What do you want? What do you want specifically that we haven't had at the football palooza? Because Coach Chef JB, it's it's Sunday Christmas Eve, but we got the games on. We got a lot going on Sunday. Um, I don't know. You want Gung Ho playing in the back? I was Gung Ho, right. Now that's a Christmas movie. Because you know why? Because that's a movie for all seasons. But anyway, um, what would be something that I would want? Christmas. Christmas. How about onion rings? You know, we don't get enough. You know, fries is always a thing, but onion rings. Really? Like a golden ox. I was not expecting. That was the last thing I was expecting. But okay, all right. I'm actually going to smoke some wings. I might do a brisket. Uh, but onion a- rings are always good, especially when you just get them like. With some you know, spicy Carl mayo Jr. or something on the side with spicy mayo. You know, yeah. Carl's Jr. is actually very underrated with onion rings. Everyone but downs Carl's Burger Jr. King, Burger King has the best. They're pretty good. Burger King has the best onion rings. Though. They do. They used to. The last time I had Burger King onion rings, I was like, yeah, your onion ring game has really fallen off. It's a, it's, a spot, it's a spot out in Inglewood. It's a new spot called Storm Burger. Top mm. tier onion rings. Top yeah. tier. Top tier. Yeah. The best part about Burger King is, I think, is that they have Dr. Pepper. I had one of them last night. Yeah. I, I had a Dr. Pepper last night yeah, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Hey, is it, Steve, is a Dr. Pepper underneath the Coke genre, soda genre, or pop genre? No, it's soda. Oh, Steve, it's a Coke. Well, I mean, it's a well, soda and pop are the same thing. But by the way, uh, Dr. Pepper is originated from Waco, Texas. Oh. Like when you go to Texas, Dr. Pepper is big. Fun Seriously, fact. it is Fun big. Fact. They have like Dr. Yeah. Pepper like stores and everything. This is the greatest thing ever. Hey, did All you right. see the transfer portal kid who entered the portal? I think at Western Illinois or something. He entered the portal. They played a bowl game. He suited up and played in the bowl game. He and he's the backup quarterback. Um, he comes in and throws for five touchdowns. They're down twenty-eight and wins for Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Yeah. Here's my point. This is. I, I wish more kids would just hold on because this situation right here is would happen more often. Stop leaving so soon. Somebody may get hurt. Something may happen. This guy one-handed the shit out of that, but that was a hell of a catch, right? Forget the throw. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I mean, this kid came in and gave his team a shot. They end up winning down 28. It looked like he could throw it. He uh was already in the portal. I don't know if he's entering the portal anymore or not, but he was a third-string kid. 
I mean, people often leave my, uh, Steve. You know, look, guys, look at, look at this locally with UCLA and USC. Dante Moore was a top five quarterback. Yeah. He left. Malachi Nelson at USC was the number one player in the country. He's in the portal. I so I mean, so now I've had people tell me, "Go, Steve. We don't know if, if anyone's going to really recruit quarterbacks the way they used to. Why not just pick off a junior or a senior?" I know. And I'm like, really? So the days of just waiting a couple of years, learning a system, redshirting, backing up, and then being ready by your third year as a redshirt sophomore—that's over with, right? Is that, that's terrible? It is. It is. Oh, over yeah. um, it's sad. Steve, before you go, who you got winning Monday night? Ravens or Niners? That game's at Levi Stadium, right? Yes, it is. I got the Niners. All right. I think the Niners are one of the few teams that matches up physically on both sides of the line of scrimmage. If you're a betting man, Steve, is this the Super Bowl preview? I believe so, but I think the NFC is much tougher than the AFC. I think it's much deeper. And let's say Brock Purdy, good, has a 22 for 28, 280 yards, two or three touchdowns. Does he firmly grasp the lead in the MVP? Is it MV Purdy? Depends what CMC does that game. Hmm. If CMC goes for 122 or three touchdowns, 50 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh... And if that happens, would Rashard Mendenhall be pissed off? <laughs> Now, the question is, though, what if Lamar goes out there and throws three touchdowns, the, 300 yards? You know, by the way, Rashard Mendenhall was great at Illinois. I remember in 2000. Oh, yeah, he was a dude. Him and Juice Williams, yep. they led an Illinois team to the Rose Bowl. The Illinois actually made a Rose Bowl in our lifetime. And I remember he had an unbelievable burst. And he had like an 80-yard touchdown against a great USC defense. They had like nine NFL was on. He made everyone look slow. But the but Rashad Mendenhall, the play that I'll never forget was his rookie year. Um, and they and he got drafted. They're playing the Ravens on a Monday night. And before the game, he popped off and said, Oh, I can't wait to go against Ray Lewis. I'm gonna show him something. So Ray got wind of it. And this this thing actually looked first play of the game, they ran right up the middle and Ray broke his shoulder. Oh in his rookie year. Do you know hey, why Anthony Lewis, the greatest of all time? The the fumble that everybody's showing, he uh he got lit up by uh Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews, wasn't it? A white guy, by the way. Huh. But anyway, yeah, but but, but Ray, Ray what you saying? Yeah. What you saying? What you trying to say? Yeah. Ray Lewis <laughs> just busted him up. That's that's what I remember Rashad Mendenhall for. Um, but uh, poor Rash Rashad needs to shave though. God dog, he looked rough. Look rough. Yeah, man. I think he's got some other issues too. Uh like Smitty does wearing that smoking vest right now. You know, that uh, reminds me of the, the no shirt look, Butch Lewis, the former promoter for Michael Spinks. That used to be his thing. He used to wear like a tuxedo thing and a bow tie, but with no shirt. That was like his look. Only only a handful of us can pull that look off, Steven. I'm one. Yeah, you of mean them. black guys? Yeah, that's a black guy thing. There's black no guys with black people shit. Black guys with a, <laughs> with, with, with a chest or with a chest. JB, his yeah, chest is a little had, loose. If you had chest hair, Smitty, you could not do it. See, I don't. I'm smooth chest, and I got muscles right here. JB got a little bit of, you know, a little flap to him, a softness. You know, it doesn't hey, work Are right. you coming over Sunday, or you got yes, a Yes, I am. Of- I am oh, here Sunday. No. I'm dead ass. I need mashed potatoes. I need some chicken wings. Wait, I, you got you got the I, permission slip? I want some dirty rice, JB. Come on now. Listen, 
Fox has have they gave us Monday off, thank God, because we were all scared that we wouldn't get Monday off. Um, but we got Monday off, so I'm gonna be there, and I'm hey, I can't wait to see you. Hey, by the I'll, way, coach poker. Hey, so Smitty got the permission slip. Okay, good. Now, coach, I gotta ask you, did it get awkward when you were on with Herb Street at all? He he came on after me, so I wasn't oh, on. Okay. But he's coming on this show next week. Oh, that's gonna be awkward. That's going to be awkward. It's, it must be something I don't know about. We're going to talk about that offline. Smitty, you know what you should do just, just to get him heated? In a, wear a hoodie. Okay. He gets very emotional over black kids wearing hoodies. He starts breaking down on air. I just It'd be funny if you did that. Just Anyway. You know. All right. I'll put a hoodie on. <laughs> Might start crying. <laughs> hey. God. Like, Bro, come on, man. I'll see you Christmas Eve before Christmas, so I'll wish you a happy Christmas there and, um, as we eat some honey... <laughs> Fried, smoked ham. Um, we're gonna dive into it. We might sure, get a poker table. Make sure you got some hot sauce too, uh, JV. And listen, I don't know how to play poker. I'm not gonna be able to learn before Sunday. It's not realistic, so I don't know. You know you, hey, Steve didn't play either. Steve fucking won. Like I don't really play poker. I'm more of a pie gal guy. Not really that. I don't really gamble. I just like to watch people. Pie gal. That's what a crouching tigers do. You ever go to um, Commerce Casino? Yes. Bro, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. You want to see a bunch of Asian people look like zombies from the Michael Jackson video? Hey. Walk through. Yeah, I mean, these Asians, like, they look dead. They don't move off their seat for, like, 12 hours. They have their food trays brought to them. So when I walk through there, like, I go there for a fight. I'm just like, wow, it's the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Are old crouching tigers gambling? Hey, they're all over uh, bicycle, Comrade, Larry Flint. I think Larry Flint's the hustler now. Yeah, it's the hustler, but I'm just telling you. By the way, fine sponsor of the three knockdown rule hustler casino. Shout out to you guys. We want to thank you guys. That. But anyway, come sponsor um, us too, hustler. Yeah. Oh, by the way, hey, hey, on this week's on this week's three knockdown rule, Mario Lopez formally denied having relations with Jeannie Mai. So I just want to, uh, uh, yeah, he formally denied those allegations. So it's official now, we know. Official. Okay. Yeah. God. Yeah. Really? <laughs> hey, is there a fight on? Yeah, big uh, fight. Did I say Wilder? We got, yeah. Well, Saturday, uh, they're having the Day of Reckoning. A bunch of heavyweight fights. Deontay Wilder fights. Otto Wallin or Valin. And then uh, Anthony Joshua. Out. No, Anthony Joshua fights Valin. And then uh, Deontay Wilder fights Joseph Parker. Dimitri Bivol comes back. Jayo Pattaya, the cruiserweight champion. And then we could talk about this on Tuesday. ButUh-huh. morning, it is Bonsai. Uh, the monster in a way. Pound for pound, baby. I'm getting up early. That I'm getting up what? 3 in the morning. Wow. Well, okay. You can do a more 4 or 5. You don't have to go that early. But anyway, there's an undercard. <laughs> when's, that, when's that fight on? Oh, because it's over there? Yeah, it's yeah. over there in Japan. Land of the uh, Rising Hello Kitty. So they're going to have that. So that, so that's going to be basically the end of boxing is on that Tuesday. And so I told Mario we got to do our next show, our year-end show, on that Tuesday afternoon because in a way, quite frankly, drives a lot of numbers. So I didn't want to miss that. Hell, yeah. Uh, Sunday, we'll have a good time. We'll chop it up. We'll have a good time. Watch Gung Ho. 
stuff like that. Eat some know. dirty rice. I can't dirty wait. Rice, Santa. Get, some, get some onion rings going. Maybe go I got 15 orders of onion rings, please. You know, hot sauce. I'm not gonna break out. The, I'm gonna break out my deep fryer. I'm gonna make some onion rings, though. Yeah, we can watch compilations of Ray Lewis. You know, stuff like that. Bring, bring Tank over. Michael Jordan. The greatness of Ray Lewis. God. You know, this I might have to just put Home Alone on all twelve TVs. <laughs> Look, Steve, and, and, and wrap Steve up in a chair and make him make him watch it. Open his eyelids up. I this never understood the appeal of incorrect. Home Alone. I didn't. You're you're terrible parents. You couldn't even get babysitters. And then here's the thing. And then you forget your kid again. Really, that is more unrealistic a sequel than Rocky Five. GTA. This is so oh, unrealistic. oh my god. So unrealistic right here. It, it's Coke on the West Coast, man. God. Uh, Smith, uh Steve, see you Sunday. Uh enjoy Sunday. Right. We'll talk, brother. All right, Steve. Yeah, see you Sunday, Smitty. Yes, sir. I'm doing some Coach Chef JB. We I want some dirty rice. You fixed some rice before. We don't ever get a breather. We never get to do anything. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you, you sound like you scared and sound like you soft. Like you nah. can't do a three-hour hey, show. Let this song rock out. Unmute, unmute my video. I about to turn up a little bit. I'm about to bring that shit back over real quick. I was about to turn up. Hey, so last right. night. This is the new transfer. This is the new signing of college football. This is it. <laughs> Ohio State <laughs> University. <laughs> Let's go. The Ohio State University. Where I'll be Lee, playing, be playing next, like that. Where I'll be playing for the don't next play, four I'm years. I'm going to punch you in the throat. Put that damn hat down. We discussed you going to talk and take it to Alabama. You said that. You said you're going to take it to Alabama. Why the hell you got to Ohio State? I just feel like I did not work for it since you was 10 years old to get you in a private school, bust my ass for you to be going on no whack ass Ohio State. This is where the Lord led me. This is why the Lord didn't lead you to this decision. Me and the Lord on the same on the same path line. We said uh, Alabama. That's what we talked about. So put the hat down. He saw he's playing around, coach. That's hilarious. You know, that actually happened. Uh. Damn, who committed? Uh, a few years ago. Yeah, it was a while back. And but this is the note. This the is mama like, was mad as fuck. I can't like, remember who it was. On a serious note, mm -hmm. this right here um, happened. This kid took a Colorado hat and threw that shit and put on that Oregon hat. There is definitely a, a rivalry stirring up in the, in the old Pac-12, what it used to be with Dan Lanning and Dion. I like it, though. I like it. I ain't going to lie. I like it, too. I think Dion is getting his ass whipped right now by Lanning. But here's an issue I have. We'll, uh, see. we'll see. That particular – the kids that do this hat switch and shit, I did a rant about it six months ago. I despise it because in the era of transfer portals, and we're allowing these kids to basically control the narrative, and player empowerment is at an all-time high. When they do that shit right there, even though, okay, it's a joke and all that. But I wouldn't take it as a joke because I lost you to Oregon. You're done to me. I would never bring you back in two years in the portal. You clown me on TV. Now I look like a clown taking you back in the portal two years later. I lost you originally, so now I'm the side bitch. There's no way. I'm sorry. And these kids, 
the coaches need to understand stop taking these motherfuckers. When that kid transfers and wants to come back to Colorado, say, nah, 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 nah. Remember this hat throw, homie? Remember you picked those guys? If coaches would stand on business and tell other kids, hey, once you make that choice, dog, you are, you're making it for life. This is your choice. Play there or go to the NFL or quit playing. Stop taking them. And you would end all this madness. You would end this jokingly mad. See, it's okay for a kid to clown a coach and then, the, and then these soft casuals in the chat and on Twitter and everything. But then the bitch about the coaches leaving. Coach can leave it. Blah, blah, blah. No, these kids do this shit for all the time. They clown and they talk shit, and then they want you to still pay them the bag. Mm. The coach can't leave, according to you. Man, miss me. All I'm saying is stop it. And I want to know this. If all the coaches got together, talking to Weddle last night, if all the coaches got together and said, you know what? No more paying these kids. We're not going to pay you a dime. What are you going to do? What's the player going to do? Yeah, but it would never happen. Why not? Because, okay, what if all the players came together and said, all right, y'all ain't playing this, we ain't playing. What the coach is going to do? Okay, bye. What, no, 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 what? ain't no bye. Ain't no bye. Ain't no bye. What the coach is going to do? Hey, can the players go from high school to the NFL? No. Can't. They got to go to college. Right, and can the coaches make money if they ain't got nobody to coach? And can the coaches hey, coach, make money if they ain't got nobody to coach? No. So we both, got leverage. we both got leverage, player. There'll be players to coach. Y'all need it. would be a shitty-ass product. It'd be like the replacement rest. Don't matter. Don't matter. And eventually, yeah, we'll figure shit. it out. Damn, we can't go to the NFL playing Pop Warner. <laughs> they go they go overseas. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. We got leverage, too. Okay. Y'all got a little leverage. We got leverage, too. So, here's what it is. Um, hey, and Eddie Manyweather, golly, you didn't put a thousand messages in here. I got to try Louis Burger. I got to try this burger. I got to try that burger. Fuck. I'm like, you just sent me 10 spots to try in a week. I'm going to try. I've heard of some of these spots. My homie, fat, a fabulous burger. That's in Compton. I, I believe so. Like a lot of these spots, I hear you. I'm going to try all these spots. Louis Burger, I got you. You just sent me a thousand spots, man. I got By you. By the way, Louis try. Burger is in Compton in Luders Park where I grew up. Uh, this is, it is the best burger in America. Ooh, for real. Be- best burger in America. <laughs> The line be so damn long. Louis Burger is the best burger in America. Not only are the best fries in America, they got the best breast. Best. The best breast. If you've never had it, you don't know, understand. What? They have the best strawberry soda. Strawberry soda fire? Oh, it's unbelievable. You can't get strawberry soda most places. This this is what their staple is. You know what I mean? So, mm. well, you got to you this morning shout out to sean salisbury and on iheart radio he had kirk curb street on after me uh we discussed the george pickens issue we discussed a lot of different things he asked me what i would do can't cuss on live radio so i couldn't cuss but you know obviously george pickens is a shit bird and uh you know smitty wants an avocado toast and a lettuce wrap hector so we already know what he wants he's not trying to go to the hood and fucking eat you know hood shit you know, so I mean, you, I, I'm from the like the hood is me. Like, I don't need no pad. I've been to Compton by myself multiple times, JB. Like, I don't need you to go to Compton. You, <laughs> you, you grew up there. You ain't been back in a long time. I can, go, I, I can go, I can go, to, I can go tonight and be oh, very comfortable. All right, hell yeah, hell no. Nah. We got in the show. We got 10 minutes. Hell yeah, hell no. Nah. Uh, be, let's do this and then we'll get back to some shit. I don't know if we got some white people shit or not, but we got a couple other topics to discuss. Hey, man. Uh, 
We already talked about the Eagles. Cowboys will lose in the first round. Between you and I, hell yeah, hell nah. I say hell yeah. I think Cowboys and the Eagles can lose in the first round of their game. Even though if one of them can make it a bye, the winner of that division, they'll still lose in their first round. I think right. their first game, they're going to lose. I'm going to say hell no. I, I think the Cowboys is, is, is legit. I think I think the Eagles are still a, a good team. Are they as good as I thought they were preseason? No. Hell no. But to say they'll lose their their first their first game, nah, I, I I don't see it. Especially considering one of them will probably probably have to play, you know, in, in the wild card or whatever. I don't see like the Cowboys losing against like the, the the Lions if they played them or the Ram. I just don't, I just don't see that. I, I not realistically, you know. I'm gonna say hell no. All right, uh, coffee. Hell yeah, hell no. Coffee is a must in the morning. Hell no. That's white people shit. I just started kind of drinking coffee every now and then, and I don't even drink real like deal coffee. I get frappuccinos every now and then. White people, y'all love coffee. That's why y'all breath be smelling like coffee. Black people, we don't need no damn coffee. We wake up, we wake up, we, we take a knee and thank the man and get back to the money. Like we ain't we drinking orange juice, we drinking water. You know what I'm saying? We ain't coffee. Come on, man. Hell no. That's white people shit to the highest fucking level. Your internet is horrible. Um, how my yeah. internet horrible? I got all my. That's your internet. Shit is a bad internet. That's, that's black your shit. internet. My internet is perfect over here. So I got all the bars. I got the Ethernet plug near everything perfect. Um, more black people per capita drink coffee than white people. No, they don't. Um, no, they don't. Hell yeah, hell no. Donuts have lost their popularity. For that's me, a cold question. That's a cold question. Because a lot of cats, I ain't had a donut in 10 years, dog. I used to love donuts. Well, it's a spot called Sidecar Donuts that I just went to literally last week. Look it up. Matter of fact, I might go today before before I go to Fox because it's top of my mind. Best donuts in L.A., Sidecar Donuts. Better than Randy's. I know that's the popular spot. Randy's is right down the street. That's, that's cool. Donuts. Horrible. Randy's is very thank you. Thank you. I'll tell, tell you the real hood spot. You want to go to the real hood spot to get the coffee. What spot right. I got ain't the hood, but it's fucking delicious. Sidecar. Hot devil's food right out the gate. Two, three in the morning. Come from the club. Milk. Cold ass milk in the fridge in their fridge. Get the milk. Devil's food hot. Asian Check it dude. Up. Asian dude come out like dong dong. Shit, fire. Uh <laughs> hell yeah, hell no. Nah. Pizza over tacos all day, every day. Hell no. Shut the hell. You don't finish the sentence. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell, hell, hell no. Tacos? Tacos. I had a taco last night. I can eat tacos every Why day. Why everything we talked about, Smitty had it last night. Everything. He had donut last night. He had milk last, last night. Week. He had tacos last night. He had pizza last night. He had- I ate a lot of food. Look, look, I eat I eat pizza yeah, four times a year. Dr. Pepper yesterday? I did. I swear to God, I had Dr. Pepper. Wow, this motherfucker has everything every day. I mean, he got this shirt on. <laughs> I made a taco salad and tacos last night, and I bought one Dr. Pepper from the Vons gas station because I wanted Dr. Pepper. So those things are true. Last week, I went to Sidecar Donuts. Just so happened, the shit that you're bringing up, which we don't prep the show together, so I didn't know you were going to bring this shit up. The stuff that you're bringing up is places that, I, that I've experienced and went to recently. Oh, I'm glad a brother called him out. A brother said, last time I checked, he drink coffee. Brothers drink more coffee than you. Smitty makes anything racist. Shut up, Rico. I can't even see you in a fucking picture. 
Hey, that's JB. Like purple as hell. That motherfucker like purple. He look he like fucking a... purple Mick. That motherfucker like dark as hell. He, he, he everybody's shadow around. That motherfucker look like I and love I got you. We, I call it, back in the day. You could get away with this as a white boy, but uh, now be, care, like, be careful. Nowadays I'd be canceled, but I'd be like, "Boy, you everybody's shadow. Shut your motherfucking ass up." And you know, cast clown them to nowadays. Oh, you'd be so canceled and shit, motherfucker. Shut up. I'm over uh, like, oh, I love you. You love me. Hey, what's his name? Uh, I got his name. <laughs> all right, top five. Dead or alive. I already killed you on Christmas movies. Um, now we're gonna do Christmas eats. Top five Christmas food. You go, you go, you go. Hold on, don't say nothing, cause you're gonna get to decide, dissect my shit first before I talk. I'm gonna talk about your shit first. There's no way you can start off Christmas eats with fucking cheesecake. Are you fucking shitting? Don't even ask. I don't even want you to answer me. I'm talking to the chat. Smitty's uh, eliminated from this conversation. He got fucking cheesecake as number one. Gotta be black people shit. The mother got fried chicken on Christmas, hot cocoa. Hot cocoa? Pause. Pause. I got to pause this shit. This is the softest list I've ever seen for a food list I've ever seen in my entire life. Mixed Mini, you have a chance to rebut yourself. Listen, all I'm saying is, listen, on Christmas Day, I know a lot of times people eat the exact same shit they just had three fucking weeks ago on Thanksgiving. I don't like having the exact same thing. I just haven't like we just had Thanksgiving a fucking month ago. So I like to eat, switch it up a little bit. For me on Christmas Day, desserts are huge. Again, I put cookies, I put cheesecake just as examples. I don't really give a fuck what the dessert is. I just like to eat some sweets around Christmas Day. That's what I like to do. Fried chicken. Yes, I want fried chicken because nine times out of ten, during Thanksgiving, all we had was turkey and ham, turkey and ham, turkey and ham. That's cool. Switch it up a little bit around Christmas. I don't we, we ain't gotta eat the exact same meal. Like we just had Thanksgiving. Switch that shit up. Now, hot cocoa. I literally, one time a year, I'll have some fucking hot cocoa, and it's usually around this time. So when I'm thinking about Christmas-specific shit, that came to mind. It's not, it's not because hot, hot cocoa was so fucking delicious. It's that the only time that I would ever drink it is right now. So I have to put it on the list specific to Christmas. And then macaroni and cheese, that's, that's every holiday. And listen, I'm a huge mashed potato guy. JB fixed it for Thanksgiving. I saw the video. I was fucking jealous because I couldn't get it. And but but that's what it is. That's what it was. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Lucy said tamales. That's a big deal out here too. That's a huge deal in LA. That's Mexican people shit. It, they are good as fuck though. All right, let's get a real list. This is a good ass list. I'm not mad at this, but when I look at this, I see Thanksgiving. Like it's a great list. I'm not mad at the well, list at all. Thanksgiving is Christmas. Everything you could right here, you fixed a, three weeks ago. You fixed a smoked ham. You did a fried turkey. You did your famous garlic mashed potatoes. You made soup. Like you literally made this three weeks ago. I wasn't there, so I'm happy you're making the same thing again because I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a chance to actually eat it. But you're making the exact same list. From Thanksgiving, you did nothing different. There's no switching around. There's no like nothing. It's the exact same meal. Can I get a rebuttal? 
I mean, if I could hear you, I don't, I can't understand you. Your internet breaking up. Is that me or you? I have no idea. Um, look, I'm gonna have different sides for Christmas, but I'm always gonna make the main meats because I'm a meats guy. You gotta have the same meat. Like you gotta have the big meat. You can't do. What are you gonna make? You'd have to make a thousand fried chicken. Like I'm making big shit for you know. I'm not. I mean, I have a lot of people, but we have, you know, 10, 11, 12, 20 people. I don't know how many people say <laughs> But, like, I'm just saying. Um, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting list. It's a different interesting list, to be honest with you. Very interesting list. Starting off with cheesecake on Christmas. I hear you, man. Listen, I just like food. I don't give a fuck what it is. I know JB can cook for real, so I know the food's going to be good. So, you know, whatever you fix, I'm going to be good with it. Chicken, turkey, ham, fried bologna and cheese sandwiches. Uh, fucking, what's Steve Kim say? Some mozzarella sticks, some onion rings. <laughs> Steve Steve wants, he wants some bar food. He wants some mozzarella sticks, some nachos. No, I got I to, gotta, like, go out my way and find fucking onion rings. That's, a, that's such a random, that's a very random. I fuck around and get down. I got the fryer. I'll fuck around and get the fryer going. I, I, the deep fryer, put the onion ring. I'll make some, I'll chop some thick. I'll get some onion. Onion rings do be good, but you got to eat it when they super fresh and hot. Have you like, had red onion rings? Ooh, hell no. Fire. What? Fire. Um, yeah, fire. I'm hungry right now. I'm going to go give me something. I'm going to eat some little tacos. If you had this onion ring, you want to go real fat, you, you stuff the onion ring. You stuff it with fucking cheese. Like in the middle. And you slam a bitch in the fryer. Oh, I make some bomb. I might do that. I might fuck around and blow your mindset. Well, if you're doing it like that, can you make some jalapeno poppers in? Fuck it. Nah, we don't fuck around with it. Ah, uh, so when Steve Kim. Lucy, that's Lucy. All the Latino homies, Latinas. That's all y'all. I can't do the I don't do jalapeno. I don't do jalapeno. It ain't for, it ain't for you. It's for me. It's for the brothers. I don't do all that pepper shit. I don't do that hot shit. So when Steve Kim, the Korean okay. co-sale at make a request, he get what he want. When the black man make a request, he don't get what he want. I see what uh, racist show is. Onion rings go anywhere. It's white, black, Mexican. Jalapeno peppers is only Mexican. No, black people love jalapeno poppers. Stop playing with me. I can't, well, you got a lot of Mexican in you. I don't do it. Um, I don't do jalapenos, <laughs> red pepper, habanero. I don't do that. All that spice. Fucking, what's that shit? The, the Mexican they be sucking on that shit. That they be eating that shit and then they pull it. What's that shit? The the green fucking thing. Skewer. <laughs> nah, that's a fucking that pepper. I don't. I don't do none of that shit. I don't do none of that shit. Uh, I hear you, I can't man. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, it's nine o'clock. We got a lot going on. We got a lot. We got a lot in, man. There's a lot going on. Back to back to back to back. Like, God damn. I I gotta pee so bad. It's scary. Like it's not bad. Hold it, hold it. Remember, do that thing. I'm trying to hold it so I can last longer. But that thing. Uh, DJ Collin though in the show. I, I shout out to DJ Collin. Got to meet him with Pat. Um. His son. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay. It starts at home, Dad, so I'm glad you're there. Okay. I think it was kind of a shot, though. It yeah, starts at home, so I'm I glad you're there. I looked through shit. The teacher thought Colin was coming to hug her. Oh. Okay. He said, "Oh, okay." 
See, y'all don't, you don't mean, see, I got to, I point out a lot nah, of he, he was there with his wife, though, so I don't know. No, you all don't see shit. I, 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 I point a lot of little shit out there for y'all that I don't ever see shit. Now, then you see it and be like, damn, JB talked about that shit six months ago. Yeah, I hear it. I like it. Shout out to DJ Khaled, man. Show love power to the kids. Yeah, yeah. Hey, right. my Wi-Fi fucked. Your power fucked up. We need that super chat, and we need you to switch over to hey, Mint Mobile three, right now. In. Make sure you pound the like, subscribe, become a member. Enjoy the videos Bailey puts up over the weekend. Tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be live. Maybe I might, we might go live Christmas Eve in the, in the, in the Slapdick Studio Cigar now. Uh, pound the like button. Um... And Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you till Tuesday. Merry Christmas. Ruben, you coming over Sunday? Christmas Eve, Ruben. Poker, bring your ass. If you can't come Sunday, Ruben, come. You can Christmas come. Because yeah, my Mexican homie, I know you can't come Sunday. That's the problem. Because the Mexicans, they claim Christmas Day to be Christmas Eve to all the blacks and whites and my racials and anyone that don't say the word. They do Christmas on Sunday. We do it on Monday, so the homie Ruben, Lucy, they can't come Sunday. So I got to do a separate Christmas party on Monday for all the Mexicans. Okay. All right. It's all fair. Hey, DJ said drop the ad. He'll be there. Hey, I'll put the address right here, right after we drop the, uh, we leave the show. I'm going to put JB's full address in the chat, whoever wants to pull up. And then, yeah, man, we're going to be there. Merry hey, Christmas, y'all. do that shit. You said what? I had a motherfucker on Twitter fucking do that shit. That's wild, man. He like crazy. Bitch that shit. Yeah, got bitch made cat. That's so crazy. I sat outside. I stood on the on the driveway, dog, with the with the with the auto. With the audio. Well, I got the semi-auto gauge with 12 in the clip, 14 up top. On the on, on the rocking on the rocking chair outside with Hell a sticky yeah. amount. I'm just chilling. Ash and a big chain. Yeah. Had an AE on the fucking roof laying down with a sniper. AE, <laughs> my AE was in the house getting ready for AE, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Somebody hey, said uh, Smitty's last show. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's been a good one. Been a good week. Uh, we're only going to kill it after the first. Super Bowl's coming around the corner. The second half of this football season will be after the Christmas holiday, New Year. So, uh, shout out. Well, Kirk Herbstreet on the show next week. Big get. Uh, he'll be on the show. We'll chop it up with him. Get to, get to hear Kirk cuss a little bit. That's always good. Um can't wait to see Smitty and Kirk inter- interact and talk and chop it up. I'm going to wear my hoodie, whatever that means. So. But Smitty, ain't, Smitty ain't never been in front of somebody that big and prominent. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to so do that. And then, hey, uh, Kirk ain't never been in front of somebody as big and prominent as your boy. He better flip the script. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't bow down to no man. <laughs> we'll see Sunday on the poker table. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Hey, y'all, pound that like, man. Appreciate y'all love, man. Got Thanks money? for all the Super Chat money today. You got money? Uh, I, got some, I got money from oh, Super Chat. I'm going to take the Super Chat money, and I'm going to use it on the poker that you're buying. Hell no. Nah. Send me send me all that Super Chat money. I need that for Christmas. I can buy my wife that, that gift she wants. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, y'all. It's been real. It's been a good one. Hey, why you, why you say your wife couldn't come Sunday? It's crazy. She got to work. Christmas Eve and oh. Christmas. Right? Yeah, she worked. Oh, you asked me all these questions on who was coming over then. You asked me that. <laughs> you asked me, you a cold killer. Stop I playing. I'm going to call your AE out. Keep playing. Happy New Year. Peace. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it. Yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missing. We switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the
Coach JB. <laughs>